Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Shintaro Higashi Show. This episode is a conversation I had with Travis Stevens, an Olympic judo silver medalist and an old friend of mine. I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm here with Travis. Uh, me and Travis have many different types of relationships. We were our teammates. Can you not see relationships? That's just yeah, very intimate relationship. I don't know if you guys know that about us. We were very close friends. We made a dinner together one time and had cordon blues. Do you remember that night, Travis? I do not. Yeah, come on. Come on. We watched a movie. We did dinner in a movie after training. It was awesome, man. One of the best nights of my life. <laughs> I can't remember. I don't even remember that. Oh Who my made God. Cordon Bleu? That was I did. You made the quarter. You made the Cordon Bleu, yeah. I don't even know how to do that. Yep, dude. We were training at the Pedro's and then you came to the athlete house. Cause that's where I was. I was living in that little back room in the basement. I came to the athlete house and made you guys dinner. No, 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 you made we made dinner, and then Cooney was like, "Dude, I've never seen Travis in the athlete house hanging out like this before." And then we played video games and we watched a movie. And then listen to this: you ate a bag of Reese's peanut butter cups by yourself. That's true. True. That's a hundred percent true. And then I was like, "Dude, you ate that whole thing." It was a family bag too. And then you had a two liter thing of Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, and you drank that whole thing. You remember that? I mean, I've done that plenty of times. That's not, yeah. you know, labeled into one event. Yeah. I still have no recollection of ever making that. Or do I know how to do that even today? Yeah, we did it. We did, did I well. buy it and then just heat it up? Cause that I could have done. No, we, you brought, you actually, we went to, uh, what is that grocery store down the street from the athlete house? Not Wawa. Not Mercedes. No, no, it was a grocery store. Shaw's? Was it Shaw's? Yeah, I think it was Shaw's. And then we bought grilled chicken, you know, the breasts, and then we cooked it in the backyard and we put ham on it and we put cheese on it. No recollection whatsoever. We did that. So anyway, we were teammates. We were... Uh, we're both red and white. Yes. Travis got a red and white belt. That's amazing. Right. Huge congrats to you. Still late to the party because I've been that for many years already. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, now we're working too together. I've, you know, we should actually talk about how they denied me twice. Yeah. Let's talk about that. What is a red and white belt? What does that mean to you, Travis? Offend us. I <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not really a hundred percent sure I know how to answer that. Cause I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the only time you would ever wear a red and white belt, it's designed to signify the person in charge. So if you had two, six degrees yeah. right, and a seventh degree on the mat and the seventh degree was wearing a candy cane belt. The yeah. sixth degree should wear a, a black belt, right? There should only ever be one candy cane on the mat at a time, right? Is that so? it signifies like he's in charge and everybody mm -hmm. else is kind of underneath him, right? Like when you line up at the dojo, the black yeah. belt line up. Yeah. So when, where do the candy canes line up? Are they intermixed? I don't know, man. I don't know. There's lots of different really isms, right? Like you're not supposed to wear it in training. You know, I've heard yeah. that before. In Japan, like you see Inoue still wearing a black belt in training, right? And then I heard things like you only wear it as ceremoniously, right? And then if you're That's teaching, 
you would wear it. So, but if you're it's a weird thing, but would if you were teaching a class, would two people be teaching a class, or would there be one person teaching and everybody else helping? I don't know, man. I was, uh, you know, Michael Kaczynski. That name sounds very familiar. He's the yeah, 900 he's the kilo guy from back in the day. Yeah, he's the guy from Philadelphia. He does the USA Sambo stuff. You've seen him around, man. He has tons of athletes. Uh, every competition he brings his guys to is competing. Mm -hmm. He's a great guy. He came to visit my dojo one time. He brought like eight guys, and then he brought his red and white belt, and he was like, Shintaro, let's do Randori. You know, and he's a little bit older than I am, but we like did Randori. We're both wearing our red and white belt, and I, I thought it was kind of cool, you know? By the way, hi, Richard Quimby. He's just saying that. That's not very good, Two red and white doing Randori. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that might be what, does it, what does it mean to you? Does it feel good that you finally got the – Right. Um, if I had to put it into terms that I think people would understand, it would be like somebody giving you like a scratch ticket mm -hmm. as like a gift, right? Like it, you right. found it in your stocking, right? Because people do that. They put scratch tickets in stocking and then mm -hmm. you scratch it off and you won a million dollars to find out it's a fake. It's useless. Mm -hmm. It's worthless. That's <laughs> That's pretty much what it feels like. It's like they make this like, oh, you got this thing. And at the end of the day, yeah. like it provides me no value. Zero value. Really? You think so? Zero value. It doesn't feel good to say, you know what? This is one of the milestones. It's so coveted. People work their whole lives to get it. And then they get it. And they're like, man, this is like really amazing. But that's like a self thing. Like yeah. it, that makes you feel good because you've been chasing that thing. Yeah. True, true. I never chased a rank. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I did other things. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's like when people make a big deal of it, I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. With you in this world. Like, yeah. that's what you're going to praise. I feel like you're offending every person that's ever gotten a red and white belt uh, that's watching this right now. <laughs> I think everybody. <laughs> set a goal like if you set a goal to get a red and white belt you should be proud of yourself yeah if you praise yourself because you stayed in something long enough to get something and mm. you have trouble staying in stuff and following something through you should be proud of yourself mm. i don't have that problem true yeah you do tend to stick with things right we all know that um yeah it just so doesn't just in, I don't know, it doesn't do anything for me. It's kind of like the Olympic medal, right? I couldn't yeah. even tell you the last time I looked at it. Mm, okay. No idea. Mm. It's not hanging on your wall or anything like this? I don't even know where it is. Jesus. All right, let me ask you a question. Your if coach, I, Jimmy Pedro, he's your mentor. He's taking you and said, hey, let me teach you my stuff. And then he puts his belt on you. And then you guys put up your Instagram picture. I mean, come on, that has to feel good. Right. Whoa, 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 whoa. He never put it on me. Or or did he hand it to you? Yeah. Yeah, but that felt good though, no? No. You know what? This I, was of, of, um, I was in the middle of trying to teach some 15-year-olds, some competitive. Yeah. You know, I had a job. To yeah. do. It was interrupting my job. Yeah. You know, you and uh, Kayla are sort of on the opposite sides of this, I think, because I remember when she had an excellent stripe on her black belt that Jimmy put oh, on the belt. She loves it. 
Right. And she was like, man, she was so happy. Yeah. I remember that. And then you, I, <laughs> you took it off one time. Remember? We I don't on my belt. Huh? I, remember, I remember the class. I was like, why is this on my belt? It's interrupting oh, my. Yeah. It's. I have it though. Check it out. Here it is. See? Yeah, let's see it. Yeah. There you go. It matches your shirt. It matches your shirt. Uh, look at that. Woo, still full. It feels good. I mean, come on. It feels good. It feels good. Have you what worn it? it? What does this represent to you? Let me ask you to that. Me? Me? Yeah. What does this represent to you? Mm, this right here. I don't know. I mean, like all things, just like it's a symbol of my hard work. You know what I mean? I worked hard. You know, now I'm in a place where I could teach judo. So recognized for that. And I help people. Yeah. Let's, let's back this up. Let's take this step by step. This is a yeah. symbol of hard work. I mean, it's something. It's not a symbol of no work. That's you know, not what I work hard for. And for clarification, this is a symbol yeah. of hard work. That's right. All right, so, all right. What can it be a symbol of? It, <laughs> it could be a symbol of your commitment to time in the sport, maybe. Yeah, okay, but that's a good thing, you know. It's a that's good not thing. hard work. Yeah, but it's hard to commit to something for over 20-something years, no? Is it? I mean, how old are you? I'm 35. Did you commit to that or did you just exist? I existed, yeah. I existed. But judo is a tough oh. sport, you know. I think uh, – well, anyway, you, me, Kayla Harrison, three youngest to get it. Congratulations, whether you like it or not. Can you tell us a little bit about the thing that you just mentioned in passing, how they failed you twice? Let's talk about that. Yeah, so I guess there's like prerequisites to this thing. Yes, that, a lot. That has to be. What are they? Do you know what they are? Yeah, time and rank. Time and rank. There's what an A-level. What's that? What is that time? How, how many years you've been at a certain rank? Do you know what that is? No, it depends on whether you're an A-level athlete, a B-level athlete, or a C-level athlete. Do you know what that is? If you're an A-level athlete, uh, you know. I have no idea, so I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Well, it depends on which organization you got it from. I don't know which organization you got it from, but in the USJF. The JF denied me twice and still yeah. denies it. So this yeah. came from USA Judo, shockingly enough. Okay, interesting. Yeah, for USJF, it's like if you're an A-level athlete, then from fifth to sixth, you have to ride out six years or five years or something like that. So it's like this like a linear, you know, every year, every couple of years you qualify. And then you have to give back to the community. And there's all these different little check boxes that you need to. Wait a minute. You're an A-level athlete and you have to write out six years, meaning you had your fifth and then six years later you get your sixth? I, I think something like that. If you're a B level, I think it's How like did you do that. Huh? How did you do that? I was on the world team twice, and then I was considered an A level athlete. But you got your fifth, mm. and then waited six years, and then got your sixth. So yeah. Well, so in the New York, New Jersey region, we have this thing called a promotional tournament. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let's pick this up. How old are you? I'm 35. You're 35. Yeah. When did you get your fifth? I got my third degree when I was 18. That's not what I asked. 
Uh, so let me see. I was 18, third degree. Four years later, 21, I was fourth degree. And then I was like 25. And Whoa, then I was like you were from fourth to fifth in a year? No, 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 no. It was like 18, I was third degree because I competed. There's a promotional tournament that I won five in a row, five third in degree, a row. Third degree, you're 18. I was 18. Yeah. Four years later, you're 22 with your fourth. Or five years later. I, I, I wasn't an A-level athlete I'll then. You, I'll give you four. I'll give you four. Give give me five because I wasn't an A-level athlete then. So you're, right? you're how old? You're 20. 23 years old. And then fourth to fifth would have taken another five years. Right? 30. And then I'm 30. And then five or six years later, which is now, I'm a red and white belt. But I did the whole bureaucratic process of like, applying for it and then you get deductions right so it's like oh you have a club that's like point whatever percentage of the time off there's all these different criteria for deductions in time like are you sitting on a board of a judo community thing do you volunteer your time do you do this do you do that and then uh some time people out. are asking these guys uh the skills but it's not really like skill based you know because sometimes people can you know, incapable of doing judo, maybe right. Wait a minute. So let's let's <laughs> step here because I got another question. What what check boxes? Like what areas? Like you said, run a dojo is a box. Yeah, uh, sitting on a border committee, great. What other like? Yeah, would there? I never looked at the paperwork, so I yeah couldn't even tell you. But I'm curious. Well, that's probably I can't. I don't know off the top of my head, but it's like uh, yeah. timing, grade competition coaching right contributions to judo so you know all these so, different things like yeah so from my time from mm -hmm. winning world masters yeah to making the olympic final yeah. i started an organization sit on the board of an organization mm -hmm. raised a quarter of a million dollars put into the sport of judo yeah, over 900 athletes took two teams to Europe, mm. coached at a dojo, yeah, and was denied twice for not doing enough in the sport. You know, I don't think it's like that. I think it's got to be like some kind of uh, you know, paperwork situation or administrative situation, or if you can't document like that, you earned up to fourth or something. I don't know, man. What are you, what are you asking me for? I don't know. There's other people that you probably ask. I don't really care. It's more of just like, uh, you know, the part that really annoys me about it. Tell me. When they denied me, mm. their response was this. Yeah. Travis <clears throat> should fly back to Washington State for a weekend and practice kata. Yeah. And he doesn't even have to do a good job as long as he makes an effort yeah pass him and give him his sixth yeah but that doesn't make sense because i don't think the kata is a requirement for the sixth kata is a requirement for up to third degree i've also done the first three katas and passed mm. so but that's not the point the point the point that really upsets me was yeah. they denied it and their stipulation for passing me was yeah. me spending my own money to fly out there for a weekend yeah. and do a shitty job. 
<laughs> it was like, if you yeah. don't even care how I do, why would you make me do it? And it's like, well, you That's just true. show the effort. And I'm like, it mm -hmm. degrades everything about this. It's degrading. Yeah, you know, the USJF, I'm not trying to say anything bad about them, you know. <clears throat> but it's put it, me in a tight spot here, man. I'm not I'm really trying not to talk bad about anybody here, you know what I mean? No, but it's it's kind of like, you know, that's why I think these types of things don't mean that much to me mm -hmm. is because a lot of times they're not really earned. You didn't earn that rank? It's not about that. All right. Let me ask you a question. Okay. What Carl, means a lot to you? You yeah. show up. You show up to a tournament and everybody gets a medal. Okay. Is the medal important? I mean, you know, if I'm the second dying from cancer or something, and then I'm taking chemo and I show up and I get a medal, maybe that makes me feel good about myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, it makes you feel good about yourself, but it doesn't yeah. make this valuable. No, that is fabric and you know, sewn together in a even the mentality, even the mentality of wearing it is useless. Mm. All right. So let's shift the conversation a little bit to what in judo is valuable to you then. You've already yeah. said, ah, you know, my Olympic silver medal, I don't know where it is. This red and white belt that I've, you know, earned. It's like whatever. So what is valuable to you? In work Jesus. ethic, work right. ethic, determination, um, goal setting. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, we got a we got a comment the, here. It says, this is so Travis, and yes, you you are absolutely right. This is very much so Travis. The pursuit of greatness. Pursuit of greatness. Not, so, not being great. The pursuit of it, meaning like regardless of where you start. Yeah. You strive to be better, achieve more, and accomplish what you set out to do. Mm -hmm. Like that's really what judo is. It's, it's, you know, when you step out onto that mat, you you step out with a confidence that says, "I'm ready for this." Yeah. Not knowing the outcome, but you step up anyways. Going into the dojo every day, like trying to throw people, trying new things, yeah. like developing and learning—that's inspiring. That's true. It is nice, yeah. But like a lot of times, you know, it's like the jujitsu thing. You get mm. promoted just because you exist. Yeah, just Not the timing grade stuff. Yeah. All right, let me ask you a question. So in your ideal world, right, of like this effort-based meritocracy situation, do you think there's a better system out there? 100%. Mm, tell me more. Um. Okay. Let's say – yeah. Let's say time and grade. Mm. I'm all for it. But what if, what if in order to get that next rank, you actually had to demonstrate your judo? I don't even care if it's a video. I would love nothing more mm. than to see all the red and white belts lined up at an event yeah. and demonstrate Uchimata. Mm. Yeah, but some people are old. Some people are very, very old. What if, you stuck? if you if you don't have the ability to teach judo anymore, mm. do you deserve to be promoted any higher? 
Yeah, but what is the ability to teach, though? You know, can he be old? Can he be, you know, 80 years old and if, teach? If, if Yeah, why not? I knew a guy, yeah, yeah. Mr. Koga, out yeah. of San Jose State, who was like 80 and doing Randori with the kids. Mm. He yeah, practiced yeah, his foot sweeps. He would take falls. Didn't your dad just do a demo with you on YouTube? Yeah, he did, yeah. Great. Very popular. Much more popular than my stuff, which is kind of great. You know, but he had the ability to like demonstrate and show. Mm. Also, you do watch my YouTube. <laughs> I said I wouldn't. I said I wouldn't become a member because I'm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Happy to support and watch and get the view count up, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So if you guys are also checking out, Travis also has a uh, YouTube channel. I'm sure everyone knows here, right? I mean, we probably have such an overlapping uh, base of viewers. No way. No way. You think so? I don't you think, think so. your viewers are mostly BJJ? No, I, I think most of them are judo. I just think just like in judo, there's like a martial artist and then there's a sports practitioner. Mm -hmm. And I think they're two completely different yeah. people, mm. you know, two different yeah. avatars, so to speak. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, interesting stuff. All right, let's take some questions. What do you think? Want to take some questions from the audience? Fire away. Fire All right, away. Let's see. Make them, difficult. Make them difficult. Make them difficult. All right, let's – if anybody's watching, they want to get the most offensive thing from Travis, like just shoot the questions in there, and then uh, we're going to fire it off. Let's Anybody go. have uh, – let's see how many other things Travis can offend tonight. Well, I'm not trying to offend anyone. I think, oh, yeah. the, I think the original standard was there. Yeah. And I agree with it. Oh, here's a good question. What do you think judo is better at than other grappling martial arts? Uh, I think dedication, hard work, goal setting, mm. um, mental toughness, fortitude. Um, and I think respect. Mm. respect. I think those would be like my my key takeaways, if we're going to compare like judo to other grappling martial arts, then, yeah. then those would be the ones I would say. Cool. So what do you think about like uh, the judo and BJJ situation? I know that's a very popular theme and we've actually briefly spoken about it on your channel. <clears throat> and if you guys haven't already, go check out his channel. It's very good. He talks a lot about judo and jujitsu. Um, I guess you'd have to elaborate on, you know, the situation that is, that is a very broad life mm. conversation. Like give me is. in the comparison and the developments of the sport and mm. like, what are we, what are we looking at for that? Like just in the comparison yeah. of the two sports. Mm. All right. I'll be more specific. Okay. What is BJJ doing? right that judoka should follow a little bit more of um 
the number one thing that jujitsu nailed yeah. out, of the, out of the gate was this is good i can't wait to hear it right out of the gate was you can do it mm. and it works mm. day one day one you walk into any jujitsu school that guy on the mat is going to teach you something and you know what it's going to work mm. i don't care what it is it's going to work yeah all right judo can't do that Mm-mm, not at all i agree with you on that and I think that's a huge, a huge hurdle for dojo owners and the judo community on, you know, needing to get to that next level where people are interested and happy with the sport. Because you know what? You don't leave with that dopamine rush of like, oh man, I feel really good about myself. Judo leaves students that first time feeling yeah. like I'm a worthless piece of shit. Yeah, it's like, do this, Osotogari, go try it. It doesn't work, man. And then you try it again and again, and you get countered again and again. I mean, think about it. First technique you learn in judo is Osoto. How long does it take for you to actually throw someone with it in live rendori? You know, months, right? Three months, five months? But I think the part where judo really missed the boat mm-hmm. was the athleticism that it takes to be a good judo player. and. Yeah the mat awareness and personal awareness of space and you being able to control and manipulate your own body. Yeah. I think a lot of people can't do that. And I think a lot of people would want to do that. Mm. And I think jujitsu right out of the gate nailed it. Yeah. Hands down. So do you think judo can recover from this and then learn from that and be like, okay, you know, uh, what do you think about that? Um, believe it or not, if you actually go on, uh, shout out to him for being able to pull this off, but Chuck Jefferson has a podcast right now and it's awesome. Have you listened? Yeah, I have, I have. Yeah. I have. So, um, I catch it. One episode. I only listened to the J- Justin Flores episode and man, that was amazing. That um, was amazing. you should go back. Um, you'd find this super interesting because he did one with the head of the IJF's marketing department. Yeah. No, Mark used to work under him, but doesn't anymore. It's the guy that works above him who works side by side with Viser to grow judo worldwide. Hey, Um, here's a quick question. I don't want to forget it. So I I wanted to actually, yeah, just finish. And then I I want to do James Shackleford's question. So his, his big thing is actually like, why aren't we coaching the values of judo rather than, um, the competition of judo, Mm. right? Like if you're a kid and you're learning how to do forward rolls and Zempo Kaiten Okimis and, you know, different break falls, it's like, Hey, I'm teaching you how to protect yourself. That's valuable. But when we teach a kid how to do a forward roll, that's like, man, you can't, we got to get to the judo. Yeah. We got to get to these things over here. And it's like, I, I, think we missed the boat on praising them like jujitsu praises people for being able to shrimp because they like you can get out of side control that's mm. important yeah yeah being able to get out of a pin and being able to bridge over your shoulder as like not praiseworthy yeah hey man anybody that can hold a hundred pounds on their neck yeah you know doing reps over time like you should be praised because not everybody can yeah. which means you can do something that other people can't do which, yeah. Can you see this question? I can see the question. 
let's answer that question. He's been very patient. Thank you, James. How do you feel about Donaher's feet to floor instructional series? I have not looked at it. Um, I've seen some of the stuff on, well, I mean, it's, it's got like 14 hours. It's got like a hundred and something moves to it. Like I'm a busy guy. Yeah, you are. You're very busy. You have a lot of jobs. How many jobs do you have now? Travis got a lot of jobs. I do. Yeah, I do. But you must have saw the av the advertisement for the feet to floor, right? He talked about the five different metrics that makes a good takedown for jujitsu and stuff. I do, and yeah. and I'm glad he made it mm. because I'm I'm really I'm praying that people now that he's released a system because I've been saying it for years. I was like, you guys don't understand you jujitsu people. You cannot compare jujitsu to wrestling, to judo, just like you cannot compare MMA to boxing. Yeah. They are highly skilled, developed people at that. Yeah. Jujitsu is a very dumbed down version of that. Like it's just, it is just like MMA striking is a very dumbed down version of boxing. If you just look at the striking aspect of it and jujitsu people always fall prey to, well, I don't want to end up in somebody's clothes guard. Well, well, I would have just taken the back. Oh, I would have just done this. And it's like, I'm, I'm glad you would have done that, but I never would have done that in a jujitsu match. I'm not stupid, but they always try to like pull people into these little realms. And John has finally been like, Hey guys, guess what? Takedowns are different for jujitsu. You can't take wrestling and bring it to jujitsu because guess what? It won't work. You'll get guillotined. Sure. Or hey, you can't take judo into jujitsu because guess what? If you don't make the right adjustments, you get your back taken. It's like, hey, sure. no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. But people don't get it. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, man. Some I mean, of the stuff that I was listening to on the on the five things, it's like, oh yeah, you know, like it seems so obvious to us who have been grappling for so long. You know what I mean? But a lot of the times it's not obvious, right? Um, I think that was very good. And uh, I we have another question here. I think a lot of the takedowns that he has in his instructional, I think yeah. 100% they work for jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You try that in judo, yeah. you're going to look like an idiot. But that's, sure. why, that's why it's geared towards jiu-jitsu because it works over there. You can yeah. dumb down judo into doing things that don't work. I remember doing a podcast with Flow Grappling and they were like, hey, we've got these guys who are really good at takedowns. Can you watch them and give us your input? I was like, that was garbage. That guy sucked. Yeah, you, yeah that Travis is the wrong person to ask for that. Jesus. Oh my God. I'm All looking right. at the lens of a judo guy. That's true. That's true. All right. What is the greatest fear you have felt on and off the mat? Tips for first competitions is using finger tape preposterous. I'll take the finger tape one. If you have a messed up finger, you want to body tape it and make it stronger, right? If this finger, no. don't listen to it. Don't listen. And then to you want to body tape it. You know, I know Travis doesn't believe in don't tape. Look at his hands, Travis. Show don't us your it. hands. It but that's not what you're gonna hurt people telling people stuff like that. That is bad yeah, information. But you know what? Terrible information. Don't do that. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm a believer. Look, guys, hey, move that question out of the way so people can see my face. Listen, I've seen you put it back later. Using tape, I've seen you using tape on your fingers. 
I got some tape here, guys. I got yeah, some tape here. Yeah, Check yeah. this out. Check this out. This is what Shintaro wants you to do. He wants you to take the tape like this, and he wants you to tape it to the other one like that, right? In some fashion, there. That was one example. That was one example. There's lots of reasons on. why you would use tape. There's lots of reasons why Correct. you use tape. But not, but yeah. probably. Now look. Now oh, look. At this. One example. I have one look example. At look at my hand. Wait. There we go. Look at my Wait, hand. Okay. What happened to your knuckle? I punched a guy in the face. We only did. Why would you do that? Jesus, Travis. We man, this is YouTube. This is PG thirteen, man. Jesus, Sunday night. Hey, hey, you either let me pass your guard or you don't. If I'm trying to barambolo you to your back and you're defending, I'm going to pop you in the nose, knock you back, and take your back. Anyways, Whew. when you do this, right, this is a funny angle for me. When you do this, this muscle, right, this bone structure, yeah. right? Whoa, Jesus, this is weird. Okay, I'm going to look at my hand instead of you guys so I can focus. This bone structure right here is out of alignment. So when you go to bend your finger, it gets pulled off of alignment. So if you have like a hint of a fracture or anything like that, it's going to cause you long-term pain and damage. What you want to do is you want to go on Amazon and buy some foam, right? It's super soft. I used to travel with as it with an athlete. And what you want to do is you want to take that little piece of foam and you want to go like that. That way, your finger is gapped because when you put your hand up naturally, there's these little gaps. Yeah. So when you pull them together, the alignment is broken and you can't quite make a fist. So you put a little bit of a gap here and you take it together. All right. Can you answer the other question? What hey, is the greatest fear you have felt on and off the mat? Does Travis feel fear? Is that a is that a emotion that you have or here, here's, the, here's the time I felt the most fear on a mat, right? Yeah. I was fighting in Belgium when I was younger. And I was fighting Ashley Gonzalez from Cuba. He was 81 kilos at the time. Yeah. And I didn't know who he was. Um, it was my first time ever fighting a Cuban. And he was a righty. And I was thinking to myself, like, oh, I got this. He's right-handed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win this match. No problem. He walked out there. He snagged my sleeve with his hand and I went, oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. I tried to move my arm and break it. Mm. My arm was frozen. Yeah. For those of you guys who don't know, there's a different level of like strength when you're talking about judo players. When when they grab you, sometimes you they're just like, you just can't move. Like it's like the V is a straight jacket because they've They've established what it is they need. Iliadis is really good. If he grabs your neck and your sleeve, you feel like your whole upper half is stuck. Like, yeah, your feet are moving and you're you're trying to like shake, but it's like your arm over here is like flailing. And you're stuck. Yeah. You know, like I felt that with, you remember Oratus Despain? Remember him? Yeah. And I fought Despain and he put two hands on like this and I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? No answer. I had no answer. No answer. Right. I took a knee instantaneously. I was like, nope. Yeah. I I didn't was, back. Okay. All right. How about this? Do you like 2010 rules better than now, Yuko or no Yuko? David Oshima, I know him. He's amazing. Thanks for watching, David. Is that how you say his last name? Oshima? Not Oshima? Oshima. That's, That's how you say that. Pronounced, but Oshima. Really? It's not she. Hmm? 
phonetically in Japanese, that's not Oshima. Oshima. It's very monotone, the Japanese. It doesn't have the intonations, you know what I mean? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, but, you know, it's like Oshima, right? It's like, I know Oshima. Just say, <laughs> love his family. Great family, you know? Mike and those guys. All right. What do you think? Um, I like the newer rule set. Mm, interesting. Interesting. I yeah. I think the IJF nailed it. Because with the penalizing negative judo situation? Um, you know, as a, as somebody who's always looking to score. Yeah. There is nothing worse than beating the crap out of somebody for four minutes yeah. and scoring like three Yukos, like a Coca. And then out of nowhere, like you get caught for Wazari yeah. or like, you know what? You've been beating the crap out of this guy and you've thrown him for two Yukos. And then all of a sudden, like, you get caught for a third shot. And it's like, I'm the only one trying here. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean, you know, because it's very uh, subjective, right? The ref decides, is it a Yuko? Is it a Wazari? And, you know, all these favoritisms take out, you know. But the part I really like about the rule set is you throw a guy twice. Mm. It's okay. game over. Yeah. I do like that a lot. I'm sure a lot of people are talking about leg grabs, though, right? You want to talk about that? Um. Yeah, let's let's have that conversation. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Let's go leg grabs here. Let me ask Can't you a question. When someone gives you a question and you're feeling questions, do you sit there and say, "All right, what can I say to offend everybody watching?" Is that what goes on in your head? Um, no, not even a little bit. All right, cool. All right. A little bit. It probably should though. I could come up with some pretty witty <laughs> stuff. All right. Look at all these people asking questions. I love it. All right. Leg grabs, and then we're going to go on to this one next. You talk about leg grabs. What changes would you make on any turning throw in BJJ? Um, if I'm if I'm doing jujitsu personally and I'm trying to throw people. I would stick to Sayanagi's, no Jimadas, no nothing, no Harais, nothing crazy um, from a standard like upright position. And my whole goal would be to over rotate. So I could almost come out 180 degrees, right? So instead of being like back to chest, like you would normally pick somebody up, I would try to go like three quarters of the way through and then snap their head over the top of me like a Korean Sayo so that they land face first and I can take the back. The only time I would do like major hip throws is if I'm coming up off the floor into a standing position. Because mm. then we're a little bit more stuck together. But if you try to do like a big Uchimata or Harai off the rip, it's too easy for the guy to like gator roll and just roll you through. Hey, you want to plug your American judo system situation? Because I think that's what we're here for, right? You want to talk a little bit about I was just here to talk about judo, but usajudo.com. What is up with usajudo.com versus usajudo.org? Like, what is up with that? Like, I want to know more about that, Travis. usajudo.com does stuff for the people mm -hmm. in judo, where USA, usjudo.org um, does stuff for the high performance athletes. Mm, interesting. And 
and I guess we, I saw with <coughs> like a little niche that needed to be filled. So yeah. we, since I've started judo fanatics um, with the guys at BJJ fanatics, there's definitely a need for online learning. Um, but the one thing that Jimmy and I feel is as Americans, meaning like us, Canada, Mexico, whoever, there's not really like an identifying style of judo. Yeah. But when you look at everybody who's ever won an Olympic medal and you only look at their judo, their 100% is a style of judo that is successful. And that's what we're giving people on this platform. And right now, what is, it? is it like a pay, pay and play situation where people will subscribe and then pay per video or I could pay for Travis Stevens Uchimata system or what? I, I heard you guys talking about a live coaching situation. Yeah, right yeah. now. It's offered. In right now, we're doing like a six-part judo lessons course. Um, yeah. Every three days, we're going to release a brand new part. Um, I think today was part three. Mm. Uh, I think I teach the strangle that I did to Turchishvili from how I started to learn it to all yeah. the different drills and skills that I did to yeah. – develop it so that it could work at the Olympic level. And I kind of walk you through that development process so yeah. that you guys can practice and learn as well. But right now everybody can go there, sign up. It's a hundred percent free and everybody's going to get those six videos. And then once it goes live, we're going to have yeah. two types of memberships. There's going to be one that is a monthly membership. And when you're a monthly member to the platform, you're going to have access to a hundred percent of the video content on um what is that <laughs> was that my chin or your chin i don't know man you have a much more distinctive chin i got all these like scars from like wow, like scars from when i used to compete and stuff yeah all right so bjj hobbyist white belts should i train judo or wrestling to improve my takedowns we talked about that a little bit all right you want to give a quick situation to that Cause you're my guest here. Um, I would say judo as a, as a biased as a, no, but as a white belt hobbyist, there are two sports that are more similar that can be adapted to each other. So yeah. while you're at judo practice, yeah. the skills that you're going to learn over there, while not a hundred percent of them can be applied 80 to 90% of it can. Mm. When you go into wrestling, like, you don't need to know how to leg ride. You don't need to know how to like spiral somebody. You don't need to know like how to scramble in certain situations or it's just, as you start getting more experience in wrestling, you get farther and farther away from jujitsu, mm. right? Like a basic single leg, a basic double leg, a basic high crotch was even questionable that you would ever do in jujitsu because it leaves the neck exposed. Yeah. So it's very limiting. Judo, as you get better, your jujitsu gets better. As your jujitsu gets better, your judo gets a little worse. Sure. So, <laughs> all right. How practical is judo in a street fight? Man, I'm having fun just going through these questions and <laughs> just picking them. I, it's amazing that you could just put it on the screen, right? I uh, do that on this day. I'm learning this thing now. I would say judo is more practical than BJJ when it comes to a street fight. Now, I say that with a grain of salt because somebody, some, some asshole is going to clip that out and forget to add the rest of this statement. 
Yeah. If you were in a in a very confrontational position where somebody is right next to you, looking at you, you go and threatening you to do something, right? Before anything else has happened, you feel threatened and you want to strike first, right? Do you throw a punch? Do you hit him with a double leg? That gets a little hairy because now you two are entangled where the fight is not over. Right. But if I grabbed, if I just grabbed your shirt and smashed you with Tayo and then walked away and ran, I'm out of the situation. Right. Yeah. It gives you that ability to create distance and catch your partner off guard where he can't get to you. Where jujitsu is about like, I want to be in the fight. I want to have this confrontation and I want to end the confrontation. Mm. But for me, judo in a street fight, like you should a never be in a street fight. You should never even be in a situation where you're that angry at another person. You should just walk away. You and ever got in a fight? If somebody is coming at you, I'm not answering that question. If somebody ever, <laughs> you, you could, you could diffuse the situation by throwing them and walking away and getting away quickly yeah. until you can figure it out. Yeah. All right, let's do grassroots judo organizations and then I have something else. Oh, Chadi's on here too. Like grassroots Chadi. judo organizations. Um, I don't think they exist in the United States. Mm. And kind of do, but I think uh, the American judo system would be nice for the grassroots people, right? Who are trying to get in and have like a linear learning thing, right? Where it's like, okay, I'm learning from these people who are experts that are going to teach me the basics of gripping, get basic position. Um, really, the usajudo.com is a support system for clubs like yours or clubs like Skelly Judo or clubs like Ipon Dojo, where it's like, hey, you sell a twice a week membership, right? Who, me? Yeah. For kids, not for adults. Adults is unlimited. Yeah. So twice a week for a kid. Well, what if yeah. that kid really wanted to learn more or like still yeah, be no, three times? We have options for everything. But I feel I feel the void for a lot of those places out of YMCA's and mm -hmm. youth centers that are like Tuesday, Thursday yeah. only or only Monday, Wednesday. And it's like people are looking for knowledge. So yeah, now they put Chadi up here. Chadi, I love it. I don't know if you guys you watch Chadi stuff. Travis? I have no idea. I might. He has all these like historical grappling videos that he's been posting on YouTube. It's amazing stuff, man. Like he talks about like Kimura, the legends of back in the day and the champs that, you know, came. Right. So actually a huge shout out to Chadi. You know, I like his stuff. Um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that. I'm going to have to go look. I'm going to have to go look. <laughs> yeah, I got to take a look, man. I got to take a look. But so, yeah, it's really, it's really not supposed to like replace your dojo. It's supposed mm -hmm. to be like an added resource for knowledge and development so that if you're feeling stuck or you're at home, like, ah, oh, so-and-so like kept grabbing my back and like, I'm trying to figure out how to solve it. Now you have a resource online where you can go yeah. look at all the gripping scenarios because your coach is at home having dinner with his family. Man, Chadi's so popular in this chat. <laughs> Everyone knows Chadi, right? I told you he's famous. He's getting there. All right. Here's a question for you. Of all the types of weight training, which are the most important ones for judoka? I like how this just turned into a Q&A session from the crowd. I like hey. this thing, too. Like, it coming out right here. Like, it's such a nice little – it's a beautiful thing. Um, That's a super tough question to answer. Look at that. Daddy. 
Chadi. Everyone loves Chadi stuff, man. The Chadi just came and hijacked their stream. <laughs> Dude, Ch Chadi's channel is dope. Look at this. Yeah, Chadi's the man. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, this is the best crossover ever. Yeah. Because people just, that's why it's important to hire professionals because some people, they start, everybody starts somewhere different. Some people need, you know, a hundred percent explosive work. Some people need no explosive work and they need mobility work. You know, it's, it's true. It's filling in those voids. Yeah. But I guess, I guess if I had to like put a staple across the board for everybody, I think a lot of judoka who don't reach their potential in the international scene, who are talented, they spend too much time in the gym thinking they need to get stronger. Mm, I remember getting good. a conversation with people and they're like, Hey man, how much you deadlift? And I'm yeah. like, I deadlift enough to pick you up off the floor, no matter how much you're resistant. Cause you're only mm. 189 pounds. Yeah. I'll pick you up regardless of how much you flex. And that's all I needed. So for me, I had these like benchmarks and I would train to get my minimums up to those benchmarks. Yeah. And I never cared how high my max went above it. And I would never find out. Yeah. I would, no matter how tired I was, I would have to meet these benchmarks and make sure like if I'm exhausted, if I'm tired, if I'm coming off a training camp in Europe, can I walk into the gym and bench 285? The answer is yes, then I'm strong enough. And I would just make sure I've met those benchmarks. All right, I have a question for you, Travis. What is next for you? I know we talked a little bit about this before. Um, what <laughs> What are some of the things that you see down the horizon that excite you? Uh, what are some of the things that you're working on, even though I already know? But I think our viewers want to know, you know, now that you're not so much in the public spotlight as a competitor, uh, and you're trying to put out instructionals out there, right? If you guys don't know, Travis is a bunch of judo videos, DVDs, um, all that stuff. Uh, what's next for you? Uh, you know, completing the usajudo.com portal. That's really like going to be my like drive home uh, driving force. And hopefully it becomes, <laughs> you know, a living, breathing resource for everybody. Um, we're even... I'm even going to work with a couple of insurance companies to help school owners out with their insurance to. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. Something that That'd actually a great resource value. Yeah. You know, no, something sure. that, like if you can do like a one-stop shop for like uh, dojo insurance, or you could even have like a tool where you can educate uh, dojo owners about CRM system and like have it all product pipeline and, you know, lead generation and all this stuff. Right. I know you're sort of in the marketing right division at Fuji. Right. So you kind of understand like the Facebook ads and all this stuff. And, you know, if you can sort of apply that knowledge to the dojo business, then I'm sure it'll help. You know, that's been my biggest thing. Right. If you double the membership at every dojo in the country, you're going to double the USA Judo membership, period. Yeah. You know? And there are going to be more money left over for dojo owners and people like you and me and people who are in the game that can sort of give back to the community even more and reinvest and reinvest and reinvest, you know? Yeah. So while we have all the technique side for like the practitioners, we also launched a full, we will be launching a full suite of dojo consulting. And oh, we, yeah, we've broken out the dojo consulting into an overall nice. package. 
Mm. But you can also buy segments of the package where it's, hey, you need more revenue at your dojo. Why don't you try running these internal and external events? Or you have trouble retaining students. We have that package over here where you can meet with the consultant and download all these resources to retain students. Here's one for you, Travis. Man, Kid Genie's on fire right now. I believe I believe Trojan did one at the Athens games with Judo. It was like a commercial. I remember that. I think I think so. Mm. So my my first response is maybe. <laughs> oh man, yeah, there's a lot of good judo out there now. You know, uh, I know like Justin Flores is putting out content now. Mm. You're putting out American Judo System, and I actually started a podcast too. So you guys can go check that out. I just did you really? Yeah, just me and Peter talking about judo stuff, and it's kind of like the dojo lifestyle podcast, you know. Um, and I'm sure you can relate, right? You run a dojo. Um, how's that going? Um, COVID kind of kicked me in the teeth, but I'm not complaining. It's you know you what? COVID, didn't you? Huh? You got COVID. I did. Tell us about that. Uh, we want to know. Um. I got really tired for a day mm. and then I lost my sense of smell. And then since I had to shut down the dojo just because, you know, you can't obviously be running a business <laughs> and have that. Yeah. So it left me to work from my computer for 20 hours a day. And I did that. You like it? Somebody I said slammed COVID. Right. You know what really shocks me? was since December, I've been to Italy, South Korea, Japan, France, all like a kind of hotbeds for COVID. I came back, got nothing. Mm. Or maybe I didn't. I'm just one of the people that brought it here. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe you're ground zero. Maybe you're the person, uh, patient zero. You know? See, now that would be something to hang your hat on, not this thing. <laughs> oh my god i love it Let's go down in the so history is, uh, the dojo is it coming back little by little or what's what's next for that like is that something that you want to um it's not at the moment it's pretty much been a standstill ever since covid and it's been slowly moving losing members just because yeah. as the media pushes you know us into more lockdowns and more restrictions people yeah. get more and more nervous and I've actually lost quite a few members, not because they have an issue with COVID, but because their loved ones around them do. So you're very welcome. There's some funny people in here, huh? <laughs> you have a very interesting audience. I definitely do. Do we have others who help you with the business part of the dojo? Yeah, I had a lot of employees, but now I don't. You know, just because <laughs> now on your business. Yeah, dude, man, I am back to the roots of like back in the dojo teaching, you know, privates and one to ones. Now I'm in there taking fielding calls, answering emails, all of that stuff. You know, I started essentially from zero, you know, because I shut down Billings Department for KBI in like August. So now I had literally zero dollars coming in and then I had to start all from scratch. It's kind of a nice feeling. You know, it's like starting from a white belt, Travis. You can't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> yeah. Why are you gonna bullshit everybody? Nah, I'm not bullshit nobody, you know. Yeah, you are. <laughs> no, but it felt good to be back there. 
You know what I mean? Um, yeah, at the dojo, not starting from zero. Yeah. No, yeah, you know, it feels good to be back at the dojo. Yeah, starting from zero, yeah, it did not feel that good, but no. Yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. Dude, this COVID stuff is detrimental to grappling sports. Right? Um, it's hurting some more than others. Like it's not really affecting jujitsu too much. It hurt it hurt judo more than it hurt jujitsu. Why is that? Because jujitsu people own their leases. Hmm? What do you mean, huh? What do you mean they own their leases? Like they're the actual people that lease the property in which the dojo is run out of, which means they control it. Mm. Okay. Well, if you run, like, if most judo schools are run out of YMCA's and boys and girls clubs, they don't own anything. Like if the Y doesn't want them back, they oh, can't. Okay. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Where jujitsu is, uh, hey, yeah. man, I got to pay my rent. I don't care. Yeah. I'm opening. Yeah. So you think a lot more jujitsu people kept opening and just. 100%. Everybody's training. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. training. In jujitsu. It's a select group of people. Yeah. Everybody has their dojos opened and running. Mm. For sure. In some yeah. weird small capacity. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty full blown. You know? No, but they're doing something. Even if they're keeping a majority of their students into like Zoom calls and like other things, they have a percentage of their like competitions. Like, look at flow grappling. Yeah. You think all these people are competing and not training somewhere? They're just. Oh, yeah, no, they're all trained somewhere. Yeah. Look at that one. No. <laughs> not even a little bit. But Khalid is amazing. She's a great judoka, man. She's a great competitor. No, not doing it. Why not? Why would I? That's what I pay Ryan for. Mm, okay. I guess I see that. Uh, you, re you really think I want to teach standing Seo on Kalita and smash her through the floor and then see what happens later? Yeah. It's not mm. what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't teach. I don't teach fluffy judo. That's true. You go very hard, man. You throw your forehead in there, and you punch that head in there, and you go over the back, and then you freaking drive that head into the floor. Yeah, man. She's not gonna like that. No. She came out with a video too, didn't she? Though recently, she did. I made her do one on your Sankaku. She pinned oh, that. I, saw that. I, saw I was that. like, hey, you should just film that and release it. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. You have any other videos coming up? Anything else you want to plug? Um, as a side note, that anybody that becomes a member on usajudo.com, you're going to have 100% access to all videos <laughs> of the old American judo system. So you don't have to buy them from anywhere. You can just become a member and watch whichever ones you want. We have skills and drills, developments. How many videos do you have on there? Currently? Yeah. Uh, over 500. Wow. That's a lot of videos. Dude, YouTube may not know this, but I've been off of YouTube for two months now, two and a half months. Not because I have not been working. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to build this platform. So Jimmy and I reshot all the American Judo System DVDs. We mm -hmm. reshot skills and drills to teach people like different drills to help them develop. We shot all the dojo retention stuff to help people. Yeah. And then we're shooting all the Instagram and YouTube content that's been going out over the last couple of days. 
Let me ask you a question. So you filmed all this stuff. Are there any overlap in Judo Fanatics videos that you've done? No, it's all brand new content. The only ones that are up on Judo Fanatics that would be duplicate content are the DVDs titled um, American Judo System. Yeah. And the other ones would be Jimmy's Grip Like a World Champion 2.0 is on the back end. And then I did a Nawaza mastery course that has tons of different like Nawaza series in it. So what I did was I took out all the individual series. So like if you wanted to learn how to do Juji, like we broke that off into its own product. If you wanted to learn how to like wrestle and do wrist control, you could put yeah. that. It's really hard to focus with you doing that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of doing it just to piss you off a little bit. <laughs> he said that because he's in New York. Kelida is uh, a champion, right? Yeah, she was ranked number one in the world for a while. Yeah, she's very good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other good questions out there? Any other good questions? Mm, last call on the questions because it's getting Last busy. call. Wow. I mean, how long you want to go for? I could go forever. My kids are already sleeping, so. I got nothing to do. I'll work all day. I do got to go home and work. I've been, I was shooting with Jimmy before we did this. <laughs> American Judo videos? Yep. Good for you, man. Jesus. Good for you. Always, always working. Always you are working. always working. Yeah. yeah. So you have a lot of jobs right now. You have Fuji. I'll shoot you a message, Shintaro, at 5 a.m. tomorrow just because I want you to know that I woke up and started working. Okay. Well, I will be sleeping then, just so you know. I will not be. I'll be getting up in the morning, walking the dog. You walk the dog or does Kelita walk the dog? I have English bulldogs. Nobody walks the dogs. They don't go for walks? Of course not. Why not? They're English bulldogs. They're luxury dogs. They sit on the couch and yeah. they sit 20 hours a day yeah. and they walk like 50 feet and get tired and sit. Okay. They're exactly what I want. I was an athlete all my life. You think I want to go for another workout? I'm all set. You don't, you don't work out anymore? I do, but at my own tempo when I want to. So what is your workouts? I, I know you just said the other day to me that you never step on the scale anymore, ever. Is that ever. true? Yeah. Why would I do that? I don't step on the scale so much that I just took off a, took out a life insurance policy and I refuse to step on the scale for the doctor. And he just took my weight as is. What? Really? So you went for, what did you do? 30-year term? 40. I don't think that... Is that a thing? 40-year term? It's 40 or 50 years. I can't remember. All right. So you did the term. Then, arbitrary number. Let me ask you a question. So then they were like, all right, so what's your height and weight? And you're like, height, you know, whatever. And then weight? I'm like, I'm I'm like, I weigh 220. And they were like, okay. Yep. Really? Yep. Didn't do it. Refused to do it. Not doing it. Why, why wouldn't you make yourself lighter? Be a lot cheaper. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would be because they go by BMI. They go by BMI. Your premium would have been like 10, 20% cheaper if you would have said 200. It's true, man. I just got this for, for my kid. Insurance, insert agent ran the numbers before we did it on what it would be. And it didn't change it because I would have had to have been under like one, 189. And there was no way I would be under that. Like the doctor would have looked at me and been like, yeah, you're not doing that. 
there's like a there's like a window in there for my height that like you fit mm-hmm. in. It's not by like one pound or two pound. It's by like chunks. So, so you took out a life insurance policy. Yes. Mm, interesting. <laughs> oh man, I am, I am officially adulting. You are. How old are you now? 30, 32, 31. 34. Are you 34? I was 30 in Rio. Mm. So technically married, life insurance policy. What else is coming up? I want to know more about Travis's life. My life. Yeah. What's going on? What is new and what is next? Uh, I just got another English Bulldog, so now I have two. Oh, that's exciting. Um, oh, it's my buddy James on. You got to give this guy a shout out. He's really cool. He's one of my guys. You see this video, the picture? That's him throwing in my dojo, right? That's a terrible form. That's terrible form. That's messed up, man. What are you talking about? You just Look at his right foot. Who points their right foot out and away? Oh, my if God. If you to do Chimata properly, it's down so your hip rotates into the throw for power. All Come right. On. First, did you say it was Uchimata? Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. Even if it was Harai, it's still he's Jesus. Dark. You're such a dick, man. You're guessing and you're shitting on my people. Jesus, Travis, holy moly! Teach better judo. We I thought you were. Uh, oh man, I'm gonna revamp my uh, you know image, and I'm gonna have a warm and fuzzy thing now, and I'm promoting USAjudo.com. But like, guys, uh-huh. that's the type of stuff I see all day. I just when I look at judo. <laughs> I just look at all the ways it could oh be. Oh my God, Jesus, Travis! He, he makes one mental, one mental <laughs> fix where he focuses uh, on making his big toe down. He increases the number of people he throws, guaranteed. Okay, okay, let's talk about this. BJJ. Let's go back to BJJ. All right, who's your favorite BJJ player? Myself. Not excluding yourself. Myself. Excluding yourself. My brown belt self. All right. How about this? A video like instructor, jujitsu instructor now, the per- person that like talking about jujitsu, like who's your favorite? Uh, probably John. Donner? But that comes with a grain of salt because A, he was my instructor, and yeah. B, I don't watch other people so it's not like i like oh i watched this guy's instructional and he did a really good job mm. i don't i don't do that i don't i don't have time for that <laughs> what? no because i remember when we were younger we're like a lot younger i remember one time you said yeah i watched that koga video it was awesome the ipon sanagi video i heard you say that i did I, when I when I was a kid, I used to go to tournaments, and they used to play yeah. on VH tape at the tournaments right. on the TV, and you used to stand there and watch it. That's what you did as a kid between matches. You used to go to the booths and watch the video. Yeah, you did. So you did used to watch it. Interesting. Why does that come as a shock? You've never seen 120 pounds? I have. It's the best thing I've, I've owned. I owned it. Loved you it. know what the biggest problem with 120 pounds were? Tell me. They never showed the athletes failing. And it and to 
uneducated people in the sport of judo, mm. when you're looking at those athletes doing those throws, you don't yeah. realize that even at the competitions or even within those matches, they miss that throw 90% of the time. Mm. And so when judo players are developing, they want their throws to look like theirs. But judo is like golf. Like you need to take a lot of swings and hit one right. It's not like golf where it's like, oh, that's a good metaphor. That's a good metaphor. You got to try. You need, you need data inside your brain and inside your body where it's like you can gauge it and then you can score. In a way, it was the same way. Like everybody shows all these highlights in a way and it's like, hey, guys, he fought thousands of matches. You think he's only got the 100 throws? No. He's got tens of thousands of throws and just, you know, these are the nice ones. Yeah. Here's a good one. I gotta tell you, man, I really like how you could just pop. Say that. What, wait, what was that about blood and opponent's blood? Something about you wanting to drink the opponent's blood. I don't know. That's a little weird. That's a little weird. But you know, relatively but, speaking, we haven't had any crazy weird questions. But anyway. I have drank my own blood in a match. Mm. I have done that. Tell us more about that. Um, I have like a little snaggle tooth here. It like. It yeah. sticks out, and you can see where, like, my lip right here, it's kind of pressed out. It's like a little scar tissue. We can't really see it. You got to show. You got to get closer to the camera. That's a high def camera. I know you can see it. You're kind of coming in blurry, actually, right now. That's because your internet sucks. My internet's fast, man. I got Verizon. I pay for the best one. It's like 500 upload, 500 download. Insane, bro. That's not Whoa. even the best one because they have gigabyte speed. And I, I know gigabyte I speed, but I'm in the. I have to see, but no, I do, but it's just I'm far away from the router. That's why. Oh, so you're using Wi-Fi to stream? You didn't even bother plugging into the Ethernet? No, man, it's far away. The thing is in the kitchen, you know, I don't want to go. What am I going to plug in my laptop in the kitchen and talk in the kitchen while my kid sleeps? You, know you can I mean? buy a hundred foot Ethernet cable for like twenty. Yeah, bucks. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. This is fast enough. It's your internet that uh, just show us your tooth, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, I've got 200-foot Ethernet cables running around the dojo. I cut three holes in the ceiling just to plug into my computer. So I know my what is, your, what is your download and upload speed right now? Gigabyte speed. Okay. Plugged in. No Wi-Fi, no nothing. And then I cut a floor in the, the ceiling and yeah. ran another cable down into my dojo so when I stream live, I can plug right into my computer. I don't mess around. High quality content, high visibility. Oh, someone said, get a refund, Travis. I like how I control this and I can just pop up anything I want up here. Guys, guys. Look at this. It would, Travis it would, on AOL. Look at this. Travis on AOL. <laughs> He's on AOL and some messenger. AIM. Did you used to have AIM? No. You didn't have AIM? No. What was your screen name? I didn't have it. Jeez, why didn't you have AIM? You know, I didn't have a CD player till my senior year of high school. Jeez. 20. Yeah, I just didn't have those luxuries. I was a poor kid. Mm. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that, actually. So thanks for rubbing that in. No. <laughs> thanks. <All right>. <laughs> Someone wants to play RuneScape with you. I don't know what that is. 
I don't know. Anyone can explain RuneScape to us? Might be fun. I don't know. I doubt it. Travis don't have time for aim. These guys are too young to remember dial-up. I, mean, I remember dial-up. Yeah. Travis seems like a Walkman guy. Yeah, he does. Never had one. Yeah, a Walkman. You know, you can talk to him because he's, you know, doing this thing. Never had one. And you know what was really frustrating about that is when I was a kid, my sister had two stereo systems and an MP3 player before I had a CD player. Just throwing that out there. You have a younger or older sister? Older sister. Wow. Is she an athlete? Mm, amateur athlete. What sport? Like, uh, soccer, mostly. Is she a great athlete? No. No? No. What, what's she do now? Um, she was in the military as a military police officer. And now she's going back to school and working for the U.S. Postal Service doing something. Are you guys close or not? I don't know. Probably not to most people in family relationships. Mm. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Where does she live? She lives in Washington State. Back oh, right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you came a long ways from over there. Do you like that USA Judo shirt? Or did yeah. you just, you do? I like it. I like it. Why? Are you sure? You really like I it? Too, no. Huh? Mm, I just got it. I just got it. Leah said, why don't you send uh, yourself some USA Judo shirts? And I was like, all right. I'm wearing a Fuji Mat shirt. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I like it. You know, it's simple. It's clean. You know what I mean? You I designed it. Little... You didn't like it? I designed it. Did you really? Did man, it would have been so it awesome. My illustrator. Oh, it's so stupid and ugly. Blah blah blah. And then you were like, "I designed it." <laughs> no, I like it. I like it. It's a good shirt. I hate it. I thought it was stupid. I remember when I made it, and I was like, "This is gonna crap out." All <laughs> right, let's let's play a game here. Let's try to get Travis to say something kind and positive. How about that one? Say something. I don't know. Do you like? Doggies, puppies. You like puppy? Do you cuddle with your puppy? Yes. Oh man, Travis, your image shattered. I so don't relatable have, now. I don't have an image. You do have an image. I don't have an image. All right, let's have people start commenting what Travis's image is like. Their impressions of Travis should be good. I like. I like how we're gonna get. <laughs> we're gonna get people's images of me who have never met me. This will be fun. Actually, some of them might have at tournaments, but I'm usually pretty friendly at events unless I'm competing at them. Do you, oh, this is a good one. <laughs> You're Love so excited. Yeah. Do I like Joe Biden? No. And the sole purpose for that is I don't follow politics or anything going on. But people tell me that he's going to lock us down, and that's bad for me because my businesses rely on being able to operate. So locking back down and you know going through all of that for a second time would cripple some of my businesses. Yeah, definitely. So I hate him just for that reason. What about Andrew Cuomo? I don't even know what that means. Oh, that's uh, the governor of New York. 
he's very pro pro lockdown. I can tell by some of your restrictions, and I would hate that. Hmm. Good what thing about I provide my workload. Um, I do. Hmm. I think the rest of the world hates him, but at the same time, it the things that he put in place help people in my situation as far as business owners and entrepreneurs and you know it it, it helps me as a person regardless of anything else he does so it's so interesting you're wearing a red shirt too i'm actually wearing a blue shirt it's almost like a political situation <laughs> not that i am i don't really want to expose my political affiliations i'm actually dead down the center you know i have slightly you know conservative views on certain ideas and slightly leftist views on certain things and you know that's, that's a real dickhead you know. thing to do it is yeah why would you do that do what just kind of like be agnostic and play down the middle but then mention it and then mention your views are over here and then over there and not give examples all right here's one i'm slightly a fiscal republican slightly Right. But I do believe in like, you know, climate change. I believe in those things. Some of these social safety net stuff is, oh, here is a good one. I got a, I got a quote. Oh, great. Now it's his turn to talk. And now he's got another question. I like, nope, that's not it. What this, this, here's a good one. Have you seen this kid? These two kids that live in the middle of nowhere. These like crazy flipping judo. I think they were like a Japanese. You ever see these guys? They have uh, the Patreon account, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know who they are. I've never seen them in real life. Stupid. Um, Stupid. <laughs> in the words of Big Jim, Stupid Judo. Stupid Judo. Man. All right. Let's see if we can get Jeff to say something nice. Uh, oh, let's talk about Big Jim. Love Big Jim. I love Big Jim. What was it like training with Big Jim for you? I mean, I know what it's like, but let's hear from you. Um, he is a very, very difficult person to get along with at first, yeah. especially for athletes and people from the outside. He has his own language um, that you kind of have to understand and speak to get through practices day in and day out and understand. Um, like when he says like five, five and five, I don't know what that means. If you, if you haven't been there, you'll be stuck like <clears throat> around the room trying to figure it out. And then he's going to yell at you for not doing what he asked. And it's like, but you didn't tell me anything. Yeah. Cause he's, he has a lingo and a way and it's how he, operates and he doesn't sway for anybody um but he actually has everybody's best interest at heart and he's really there to help and you know get people to as good as he thinks they can be yeah and it's hard for people to understand that because if he doesn't think you have what it takes to go all the way he'll tell you even if it's your dream to go there he'd be like hey you should probably retire and go do something else with your life Collier Judo Brothers. I've only seen a couple of their clips on uh, Instagram. Some of them look really cool. Um, well, while we're on the topic here, before we get back <laughs> on what I said before, I've actually only seen some of their highlighted stuff. Yeah. I've actually never been inside their platform to see what they actually teach people. Yeah. 
Here's a good one, Travis. Do you remember that time the Brazilian girl gave you her number at a judo tournament? When did that happen? We're all fighting in Brazil. And then this, this Brazilian girl ran over and then gave you her number. I remember that. All the Brazilian, everybody, it was in the lobby of the judo tournament, right? So everyone was there. And then the girl ran over like, oh, Travis, you know, and gave you her number and you looked at it and you looked at her and then you crumpled it up and threw it over your shoulder. And then everyone was like, oh my God. And then like, man, that was so savage. Do you remember that? I don't. There's another story that you just <laughs> I have no recollection of. Oh my God. What, what, hmm? what were we doing fighting in Brazil? What were we doing? Grand Slam Brazil. Yeah, I don't remember that. I think we even room we were roommates. Do not remember that either. Times. Man, what do you remember, Jesus? I remember when Nafontov at the Brazil Grand Slam switched me right on right and planted me mm. from home. Think about that. Yeah. Just, just let that sink in. Yeah, usually it's right on left. He faked me out so hard with his Uchimata that I bit so much he could switch me as a righty. That's insane. Yeah, I would have loved to throw that to see if my viewers would have got that. Like, why is it so RVR switch? Why is that so? Uh, hey, he's legit, that guy. Yep. You know um, Bachman from Germany? He was like 6'5". He threw me standing Sayanagi at that tournament. And I'm freaking five nine, so yeah, I was embarrassed too. Hey, I bronze at that tournament. That matters. Hmm? <laughs> you know what else happened that was super crazy at that event? Cooney almost got knocked out by Hirioka. Hirioka, mm. the Japanese guy, because he did a standing yeah. Korean sale and yeah. Cooney bit so hard that when Hiroka pulled down. Cooney's feet never left the floor. Just <laughs> the back of his head hit the ground. Jesus. He came in so fast that Cooney's feet never left the floor, and he just, boom, bounced his head off the mat. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, I remember that trip specifically because we had the craziest layover, and we had to sprint from one side of the airport to the other side of the airport. Do you remember that? And that guy that was leading the way was like, hurry, hurry. And we're like, we're in flip-flops and carrying luggage. Like, Dude, Yeah, we were freaking, right? Yeah, I remember that. And there's some, uh, we did not, I did not think you could make that. We, we could make it, but we did. All right, let's see. Any other interesting uh, stories, Travis, that you'd like to share from back in the day? I mean, I don't think any of the stories are all that interesting. But. I think it's interesting. You know, Travis running, trying to catch the airplane. I don't know. I thought that was kind of fun. <laughs> you know, oh, here's a story. Here's a story. So we were sitting in, uh, where was it? Washington, D.C., flying back from Europe. And we were all dead tired. There was six of us. And we were flying back to Albany. Or was it Boston? I can't remember. But we're sitting there waiting for this plane to take off. And we're just sitting there. And they're like, okay, the plane is boarding. And we're like, I don't really want to get up and stand in line. We'll just wait for the line to go down and then we'll get up and go down. Well, we were sitting there for like 20 minutes. And sure enough, like this line, just it, people just kept adding. And we were like, Jesus. 
So I go up and I ask this lady and I'm like, hey, are you guys still boarding for that flight? When's it over? And she's yeah. like, that flight left. And we were <laughs> like, excuse me? And she was like, yeah, it's left. She's like, who are you? And we're like, there's six of us who need to get on this plane. And she's like, I've been calling all of you through the intercom and you guys didn't show up. And I'm like, we've been sitting right there for 45 minutes. And she was like, I don't know what to tell you. We rented a car and drove back. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> we watched the plane take off and just, it is what it is. You remember that time we looked for that Kramer sauna suit in Japan? You remember yeah, that? you were useless. For guys, <laughs> you were useless. Dude, all you wanted was that Kramer suit, right? And you couldn't get it. No, dude, we couldn't find it anywhere. It was nowhere to oh, be. No, there was no we involved. I tried oh with you to speak. Oh, my God. All right. Tell my, my side of the story. Travis, all he wanted, we fought in the Tokyo Grand Slam. All Travis wanted was his jacket. He was like, I want this jacket. It's the best jacket in the world. It's like $300. It's Kramer suit. He even had a picture of you. She's like, Shintaro, can you help me find this jacket? And I was like, all right, let me see. And I look at it and I'm like, yeah, I could help you find this jacket. So I just talking to everybody. I was like, yo, you know where I could get this jacket? You know where I could get this jacket? And then people be like, why don't you try that store? Why don't you try that store? And Travis not speaking Japanese. I was like, I'll take you. Come on. And then we went all over Japan, Tokyo, looking for this jacket. We couldn't find it. And then Travis was at the end of the day. We looked all day. I spent my entire day. Travis was like, you know what, motherfucker? You're useless. I was like, yo. I was like, Travis, what the hell, man? Like, I'm helping you all day trying to find this jacket. But eventually you got one, didn't you? Yeah, because we were walking back from the train station. And it was across the street from the Tokyo Dome at that running store. And yeah. we saw it in the window because it had a very particular design on the jacket. And it was yeah. designed for cutting weight. Yeah, yeah. So you ended up getting it. Was I there when you got it? I can't even remember. I just oh, remember. because the store was closed. I went back the next day. Oh, uh, and then you got it? Yeah. Oh, that too. That's a great story. Wasn't that, that a great story? Yeah, you're and a then you were just like, I was like, you want to go eat something? And you were like, I freaking hate Japanese food. And you were shitting on Japanese food. Like, man, Japanese food is good. Remember that? What do you eat nowadays? Do you have a favorite food? Cheesy lasagna, cheesy pasta. Mm. You still like sweets? Of course. Funfetti cake all day. I've got two boxes of Funfetti cake at home. I might even make one tonight. Mm. All right, let's do this question. Man, James has a lot of good questions, man. Um, I do know how to box. Um, not kickboxing, but just straight boxing. I used to go to Lausanne's MMA. Yeah. And hit pads with his striking coach and do a lot of the striking and MMA classes. Nice. For a good a boxer? How long did you box for? Mm, two years. Mm, nice. Sounds fun. You spar? You want to spar sometime? Huh? You want to you know, put the gloves I'll on? I'll spar with you. I'll spar with you. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. That'll be, you know what? We should charge for that. <laughs> <laughs> Next stream yard, we're going to be sparred. So we had this Japanese guy come here named Kensuke. And uh when yeah, he yeah, him, yeah. You know Kensuke, right? Yeah. Did he leave already or where's he? He lives in California now, I think. Okay. Yeah. But he decided to like take on MMA and like be an I MMA remember. fighter. Yeah. Yep. So he comes to the club one day and he knew that I had trained and he goes, 
Travis, I want to spar with you. Mm. And I was like, no, you don't. And he's like, no, please, I want to spar. So one day after practice, after a morning practice, we put on the gloves and I was like, do you want to put on the little gloves or the big gloves? And he goes, I want the little gloves. And I was like, are you sure that's really going to hurt? And he goes, no, the big gloves will hurt more. They're bigger. And I was like, all right. (laughs) It was not a good experience for him. What about Andrew Jacob? He's doing MMA now. Yeah, he can't do anything. He just oof, oof. Olympics happening? Yes or no? Oh, oh, hey, judo highlights. That guy yeah. makes some awesome highlights. Look at that. He does he does. he does? Wow, man, judo highlights just got a nice positive comment from Travis. It's amazing. He does good work. We want me to say he does. He does great work. Yeah, yeah. Um, Olympics happening? Yes or no? I'm going to go with yes, 100% yes. Yeah. Because I think the Japanese people are a little crazy. Like I could I could honestly see them going, you know what? We're going to have the Olympics and here's what we're going to do. Everybody that's going to compete at the Olympic Games is going to fly into the Olympic Village. You guys are all going to quarantine for two weeks. You're going to get tested. And then they're going to keep them in this little bubble. And then they're going to quarant- They're going to vaccinate the entire country of Japan so that everybody is safe. And they're not going to allow any. They'll pull that off. They'll pull that off. Who is judo highlights? Do I know him? I don't know. Do you? How do I know who you know? I don't know. (laughs) Why would you even ask me? (laughs) Like I keep a a Rolodex of all the people Sindaro knows. Let me go through your Facebook friends list and see (laughs) if I got the time for that. Close reference, right? uh, Let's see. Judo highlights. You want to out him or no? Who is that guy? He's a guy who makes really awesome videos. American? Is he an American? Wouldn't you like to know? I'm curious. curious. He paid you in yen, so. Oh, wow. That's right. You see, guys. Detective Travis up in here. You guys like that? How do you not pay attention to the things you do? It's right there. I, I, I was paying attention to that. It didn't uh, go by. It didn't register. Uh, Just like I the guy's uh, outward didn't register, right? That didn't click with you either when you looked at it. Yes, this guy. See, this guy too. Everyone getting on me on my case now. It's like paid in yen. You should, everybody should hold him accountable. Uh, proper uh, taping. Yes, another one. Notice another the one. guys. You know, foot my boy Scott. Direction. Boy Scott. Boy Scott. Oh, he's from New Zealand, but he lives in Japan. Very cool. Very cool. Paid in yen, another one. All right, enough, guys, enough. Any other questions for Travis? I'll field some questions, too. You guys want to shoot me some questions? Anybody interested in what I have to say tonight? All right, let's see. Start with different throw systems early on or start with sleeve. Here's a, hey, wait, I have a question. Oh, here we go. Start with a different question. Yeah, I have a question for you. For me, okay. Going back to what you had said earlier, why is the first throw you should learn as a white belt Osoto? I didn't say should. I didn't say should. You said it is. No, no. A lot of that's just the go to, generally speaking. I think you should start off with two legs on the floor Ogoshi, Koshikuma, something like that. You know? Okay. We're on the same page. I was going to call you out on it. 
Oh, good. I actually said this at a USJF meeting. Why do we teach Osoto first? You know, we really shouldn't. It's a very wait, difficult wait, thing to do. Wait, hold on. You you said that? Mm -hmm. Okay. What was the response? Of what? When you said oh, when I said that? Yeah. They were like, you just do. The minds of judo. There it is. You guys heard it for your first. That is the people running this country. You just do. That's my reasoning. You just, it's just, you just do. Not judo specific though. I think a lot of organizations, you know what I mean? Hey, Shintaro. Yeah. You just do. That's, you should put that on a t-shirt. How to run judo in America. Just do. Just do it. How about this one? Throw him. Throw him. When the guy's sitting in the coach's chair. You ever heard that one? Grab him and throw him. You ever heard that? It's like I'm freaking trying. But are you? But are you? Sometimes, sometimes. Or are you trying to not get thrown? Because those are two completely different things. Very different things. How was this one? Ole Bischoff beef. I never had one. I don't know. Yeah. Me and Bischoff just, I don't know what it is. People love it. That was like. But just me and him as like, when we're off the mat, yeah, we're friendly. We say hi to each other. We acknowledge each other. The second we try to do Randori with each other, like coaches are breaking us up. Like people are putting us on opposite sides of the dojo. Like holy hellfire just rains down on the place. I have no yes. idea why. Skincare routine. This is very important. I, uh, you you know, take I take cold showers every day. That's that's Why? my thing. I don't really take warm showers that much. Why would you take a cold shower? You one of those Wim Hof weirdos? No, I love uh, cold showers. I feel like sometimes you have to earn a hot shower, a warm shower. You have to earn that shit. And sometimes I don't deserve it. So I take just cold showers. And it's actually better for your skin. Time out. Time out. Mm -hmm. You have to earn a warm shower. You know, my cousin told me this. I don't know how true this is, but in Germany, when you want to call someone wimpy, you call him a wonderscher, which means a person that only takes warm showers. Yeah. Wait, can we go back a step? Yeah. Where, where do you want to go back to? Skincare. How would, you, how would you earn a warm shower? Mm, Help me out here. Yeah. Like I want to say, it's your thing. How would you not know? No, I mean I do know. It's like, uh, how would I earn it? That's a good question. For instance, like if I was shoveling snow, you know, I'm in New York, it's pretty cold, right? There's like a you have snow a list thing. of things on your wall that's like the mm. things I have to do to accomplish this. Is there is it like written down somewhere? Not really. It's just kind of by feel and intuition. You know, sometimes it's just like, yo, I deserve a warm shower today. You know what I mean? And it's really good for your skin. I'm 35 years old. Look at my skin. You should start taking cold showers, Travis. Fuck that. <laughs> I pay the heat bill. I pay the water bill. I'm I'm gonna use it. Yeah. Okay. All right. But, but interestingly enough, right? Changing topics here. So mm -hmm. one of my one of my BJJ students was in today, and we were training. Um, mm -hmm. And he was talking about how people are deferring on their rent. Yeah. In a lot of places, right? Just due to COVID, not being able to pay. And he said the mm -hmm. one thing that goes along with deferring with your rent in a lot of states is deferring on the utility bills. So he said in in Matt, in Maryland where he's at right now, he yeah. said the utility departments are into like sixty five million dollars owed. Oh wow! 
and they said if Biden goes into another lockdown, he said yeah. the utility companies may just shut down. Wow. Which means that if we go into a lockdown, you'll be living into your house with no electricity, no heat, no mm. fridges, no freezers, no gas, no sewage. It would all just turn off because they're privately owned companies. Yeah, yeah, some of them are. So yeah, fruit for thought. Anyways, back to, back to your, um, I have to earn things. No, I mean, like, uh, I just like cold showers too. It just like wakes me up. It's refreshing. Good for your skin. Every now and then I'll take a warm shower and maybe like once a week I'll take uh lotion, you know, just like I have this, uh, you know, hypoallergenic skin friendly lotion and I'll just put it all over my body. Do you use uh skin lotion? Fuck no. <laughs> Do you use shampoo? Do you use shampoo? Of course. No, you do use shampoo. I would have taken you as the kind taking the bar soap and then like the Irish spring on the arm and then the chest and then the head and just all over. Right? I, I would have taken you for that. No. No? What kind of shampoo do you use? That's very important stuff here. I think head and shoulders. All right. Yeah, it's... Does that... Why does it matter? I don't know. I was just wondering. It comes on the Target shelf in like a giant bottle with a pump. So it's like eight bucks. And I was like, sold eight bucks. I'll got to come back here and buy it again. It's very judo of you, you know, head and shoulders. It's like a shampoo and conditioner. It's very efficient, right? It saves a lot of time because you're a busy guy, right? You don't use skin lotion at all. You know, your skin never gets dry. No. Interesting. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Why is that bizarre? No, I mean, I just never met anyone that does, never uses skin lotion, ever. Never. I hate lotion, all types. I don't even like sunblock because it's like a lotion. Don't even you don't wear it. sunblock? Nope. Do you go outside a lot, though? Nope. You seem like kind of an outdoorsy guy, though. Uh, woods, though. So, yes, I'm outside, but not in direct you know, sunlight, so to speak. Let's talk about Travis Stephen hobbies. What are your hobbies? Uh, building businesses. Mm, okay, outside of that. Working. Do you ever just go camping or go to the movies? Uh, I don't think like I... Do a picnic or... No, I schedule uh, date nights with Kalita twice a week. Mm. And we technically, we technically have three days. But I'm allowed to skip one because we only I only have to appear at two. But you tell her that you're not gonna go, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm like, hey man, I'm I'm really busy. We're gonna have to move Thursday to Saturday, and then we'll go out Saturday. So what do you guys do? You guys go yeah, to I have, restaurant? I have two options. I can either do like what is it, like a brunch, like a breakfast slash brunch. Why <laughs> are you trying to explain brunch? Like it's that brunch stands for breakfast or lunch. I love how you have to explain that. Yeah, it's like somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. And, or I could do a dinner. Mm. So it's brunch or dinner. That's you generally the date? Yes. And no phones, no emails. Okay. No distractions. And is that fun? You guys chit chat, joke around and Yeah. Nice. Man, I can't imagine you on a date. I mean, I am married. 
That's true. That's true. Man, I, yeah. What? <laughs> no, nothing, man. Just, uh, yeah, good times, huh? Good times. How many people are watching this thing? I don't know, 167. I cannot believe that there's still people watching this. We've been ranting and talking nonsense for an hour and 40 minutes. Hopefully, they all go create accounts on usajudo.com and get some free judo lessons. And go check out my podcast, too. Don't forget about that. Let's hey, see. You uh, a link so I could listen when I wake up at five o'clock in the morning to go to work while you're mm -hmm. sleeping. Do you get up at five? Yeah. Good for you. I got a lot to do. You don't sleep that long? You're not like four a long hours. sleeper? Four or five four hours. Four hours, that's it? I, I like five to six is like my like money time slot. Mm -hmm. um, four is a little rough. Yeah. But yeah, I'll be in front of my computer guaranteed by 5.15. Jesus. Do you probably slept more when you were an athlete though, no? Oh, for sure. You have to. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. I own two dojos. And recently, I've been working for Fuji. Yep. That's my work. Two dojos. You know, I have a little real estate situation yeah, going, too. Don't you have real estate? I have real estate. Yeah, I'm a landlord. Um, but some of my land, you know, tenants are not paying rent right now. So, you know, that's just how it is, you know. And uh, <laughs> that. And then, uh, yeah, I do a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Hope that was uh, helpful. All right. Post the links in chat. Oh, let's post your thing on the chat. What is your oh, yeah. USAjudo.com. It's not that hard. USAjudo.com. How come I can't see anything? I, f I don't know. Oh, wait. I, I can't make a living oh, running a dojo. Button here. I was able to run a dojo and make a living, but with COVID right now, that's very difficult. So hopefully things get better. Where would you recommend I go if I want to learn both judo and BJJ equally? I live in Manhattan. Did some BJJ years ago. You're I mean, come on, that, that's an easy one. I guess that's that's like, huh? Can you figure this out, Travis? Now that you could uh, click around and stuff. No, I can't do anything. It's like I can view the comments now that you see. Now that I hit that button, it only took me two hours to see that button in the right hand corner. But I can't do anything with them. Really? It was on. It was on. Glad I could do this stuff to you. What was that? Wait, go back. What'd that say? You jealous of my hair? Spotify. I feel like he should be jealous of mine because it's like even across the top. He can't grow a beard. Like I got the best of both worlds. It's easy to take care of. People like it. It's trendy, yeah. and it's something I've been doing. I haven't been clean shaven since the 2008 Olympic Games. Did you know that? Really. No, yep. I did not know that. I did Never not happened. know that. All right. I, you know what? I'm getting a lot of it. I'm going to send this. I've been getting this a lot. People have wanted to know this. Wait, judo highlights. Put that comment here really quick. What is judo highlights? True. Right here. No right here. It says, oh, no. how'd you miss that? Right here. No dojo's yeah. making money here in Japan, though. It's a sacrifice to the country to teach judo. Wait. Yeah, you know, that can't be true. No, there's local dojos that do make money teaching judo, but there's so many options. Wait a minute. Right? You're like telling me programs, programs. the coach at Tokai University does not oh. make money? No, he make money. He make money. Okay, well, what about all the elementary school teachers? 
that teach yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they do, but judo programs are cheap in Japan too. You know what I mean? Like Yoshida, I know, has a big dojo. You remember Yoshida? Hidehiko? Yeah. yeah. But like yeah, it's tough to make it. There's so much competition. Irrelevant to the people that get jobs. Like the guy that teaches for times twenty four. He doesn't make he doesn't make money. Like I'm, I'm a firm believer in having clubs in places where it draws a lot of attention and memberships like inside YMCA's, but there has to be a professional side of it to get the influx of cash because you need cash to do things. Yeah. So all, like, all, these, all these school owners that are doing stuff. Are you jealous of Shintaro's ears? He's jealous of mine. Get out of here, John. What do you see that? Oh, I have some cauliflower here. Look at that. It's cute, right? It's cute. <laughs> you like that, Charles? Didn't I do that to you? No. Oh. <laughs> Moisture. I should take 10 years off. Why, why do I care about what I look like? If you don't yeah. like the way I look, look away because I can't change it. Yeah, dude, you sh really should. Uh, How old do you think I am right now? You think I look 50? Yes. yes. Bring it. 60. I wrote that in the comments. Judo breakdowns. I am. I've given a lot of people cauliflower ears. I've given myself cauliflower ear on my cauliflower ear. Hmm. You got, you got a good one. I look 58. Wow, those are some 32. Someone wrote 32. I like right, Teachers are university employees. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they're making money. Not a lot of money. But they get paid enough to make a living. Yeah. All it's right. not like they live on the street. This is a good one. Shintaro who? Me, bro. Me. Not a lot of Shintaros out there. I mean, I think there are. Mine's a pretty common name. Let's go, Travis. He, went, he went first name, last name on the other guy. He did. Oh, here's a good one. I'll let you take that one. Do I think Ronda Rousey was a good judoka? Yeah. She was. I think she had a lot of natural talent and she formed a style of judo that fit her own natural abilities. I don't think she would have won in today's judo because she didn't have a lot of <laughs> like judo. She did a lot of leg grabs, a lot of ankle picking, kind of like quote unquote, like dirty judo Yeah, um, where she grinded out a lot of things. See, I do want to talk a little bit about the dojo business, the judo business. You know, we have to start changing the mindset, right? Uh, with the judo. Can we yeah. can we back up to the guy's thing about 99% of dojos don't make anything? Because I'm confused. In Japan or you talking? I, he, he had mentioned Japan. He's talking about Japan, right? Yeah. I'm so well, confused. Did Ronda oh, try at every practice? Pretty much. I know who Michael Spiegelman is. Yeah, I've seen him around. Uh, 
you know, this is the thing, right? I talk about this sometimes, but like in California, there's so many judo schools and they try to compete with each other on price. And if you compete with each other on price, it's a race to the bottom. You know what I mean? Nobody cares about California. No one cares. Hawaii, judo. The conversation is about Japan. No, but I'm just saying in general, Japan too, man, they compete on price. Hey, how much are you charging judo? A hundred dollars, 10,000 yen. I'm, we charge over here 9,000 yen, and then it's a race to the bottom always. And then people expect to get judo for cheap. Judo should not be cheap. You spend your whole life training judo. It should not be cheap. You know what I mean? You have a PhD in a, in a very specific martial art. You know, people, that's the value that you provide. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things I think there needs to be some sort of a re-education. You know, people come to my dojo too sometimes. Like, I have a black belt. I just should not have to pay. And it's like, you know what? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? As mean as that sounds, you know. Uh, what was with that lip thing? I don't know. What, you were what? like. Mm, yeah, what was that? It's me like thinking. It's my thinking face. Yeah, you like that? You should put up a mirror and work on that because that was, <laughs> that was not a good look. <laughs> yep. 100% right. You see that, Travis? Was 100% mm. right. Me, me. That's, yeah, that's the problem, that, man. That has nothing to do with the the debate on ninety nine percent of. We'll just leave that up there for the rest of the for the evening. Shintaro, one hundred percent right. Travis, one hundred percent wrong. Travis. I never even made a statement. Travis, How am I wrong? Zero percent wrong. Right. Oh look, do you know Sergio Pessoa? Of course. Yeah. Both of them. He's How good. would we not know him? Hey, see that guy, Shintaro Lai. He didn't leave it up there the whole time. Who? Which guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured it was time to move on, you know. I'm yeah. Guy. But yeah, so any tips on making judo better in the United States, Travis? Yeah. We could uh, burn USA Judo to the ground. Everybody become members of usajudo.com so that we can get an influx of cash to rewrite the judo systems in America so that we can popularize the sport to the mainstream to increase membership cash flow so that we can actually develop our youth in a systematic way that produces champions and we can stand behind and monetize their image to not only grow their popularity to mainstream, but also to entice sponsors to being a part of it. It's hard to you know, get sponsors, uh, get people involved into the sport, get donors involved into the sport. When you are best athletes, your premier people have social media followings of like a thousand people. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? How do you look at an account like judo gallery at 600,000 people and organization at like 30 and then our athletes at two, it's like our own people don't even care. And that's the job of the NGB to actually, you know, push them, their image, turn them into champions. A lot of like what, you know, flow grappling has done for the BJJ people. They've turned them into stars through marketing, taken average Joes and turned them into people. Yeah. See 76 a month, you know, 76 a month, man, you can't really make a living off of that. You know, especially if you have operating expenses and things like this, you know what I mean? 76 a month guys, guys, really quick. Hold on. Shintaro. I'm terrible at math, but I got to do the math really quick. Hold on. Hold on. Let's 
set i'm gonna i'm gonna use a round number like a hundred dollars okay let's say a judo practice you go to a judo practice twice a week yeah twice a week yeah. um let's say that practice is two hours so mm. that's four hours that's 16 hours hundred dollars divided by 16 bucks that's six dollars and 25 cents an hour did i do that right I think so. Yeah, I don't have a calculator in front of me, but I feel like about right. I feel like that's against the law. But maybe that's just me. That's not even minimum wage. That's not even half of minimum wage in a lot of states. Yeah, it's messed up. That's yeah. what we. That's what we're expected to give it out for. You know what I mean? That's not right. You know, Trevor got to eat. Whoa, look at this. I pay eight hundred yen for twelve judo sessions a month here in Japan. Woo! But now time out, but time out mm. it. So like in Europe, right? When you talk about judo, they're usually influxed by the cities and states to be. Yeah. So in Japan, who pays the rent? Who pays for the tatami? Who pays the utilities? Is that something that like the cities all fund? Kind of like a boys and girls club. Mm. Like I'd be curious, no, because if it is, then I can understand paying that because it pays the coach. It's subsidized. Yeah, exactly. All right, quick shameless plug. You come to Kano Martial Arts on 27th Street. Gary St. Ledger is a BJJ black belt and a judo black belt. Uh, he'll teach you both. And it's also my dojo too. So quick shameless plug of mine. Yeah, man, you're right, Travis. Judo shouldn't be so cheap. You know, it's really messed up how that is. I think they're neat. Oh, look, $125 here, $28 in the UK. How do you expect judo teachers to make any sort of living like this? You know what I mean? And if the judo teacher can't make a living running a dojo, they have to get a nine to five. And they work a nine to five, they're tired, they're exhausted. Then they come to the dojo, the quality of instruction suffers too. You know what I mean? So. Oh, 25 drop into a J-Flow class and didn't get to run dirty with anyone good. Ooh, wasn't worth it. I don't know. J-Flow is kind of great, though. Right? Are you asking me or telling me? No, no. Yeah, he's great. He's great. I love J-Flow. He's got some good technique. 125 in Vegas, $60 a month. The teachers are volunteer. There needs to be a re-education. There needs to be if you could spend $47 on a soul cycle class, you could spend freaking $30 on a drop in judo class. You know what I mean? If you spend $8 on a Starbucks latte chino, whatever it is, then you can spend, you know, four drop in class. Don't you think, Travis? No. You don't think so? I don't. What do you think? I think for that drop in class, you're not you're not getting anything. You're not giving them anything. You're not that and that's the biggest problem with the judo system worldwide. Mm. When I pay, when I pay $40 for a soul cycle class, what am I getting? I am getting an 800 calorie cardio burning workout. Mm. That's fun yeah. and energetic. Mm. If I walk into your school, yeah, you no know judo and I say, Hey, I want to pay a $50 drop in fee. What am I going to get? Well, you're not paying $50 at my dojo. Maybe okay, I'm paying 45. 
35. I don't I care mean, what it is. Usually 20 or whatever. Okay. So, yeah. What, yeah. what am I getting? First of all, you're getting a workout. You get to tap into the community. How many calories am I going to burn in that workout? Probably 400 maybe, 300, something Doing like what? that. You know? Doing, Doing uh, drills, drills and scales, body weight exercises, you know, all that stuff, right? And you get to dip your foot into the judo world, right? And meet some people who are sort of in the game that can sort of guide you. And then, you know, you get access to me. You know, you get to ask me questions, my opinions about what they should do from a martial arts standpoint. I get so to talk about most. You see how complicated that is? Like the Soul Cycles pitch is simple. You come. Mm -hmm. You get a workout. It's going to be fun. It's going to be energetic, and yeah. you're going to burn this much. Like, so, okay, same question back to you. Someone comes in and pays a drop-in fee to you. What do they get in return? They get to attend class. All that's right. it. And whatever it is, it is because I only do jujitsu. Mm. And that's the yeah. problem with that's the problem with judo is you can't actually participate in anything because it's the learning curve is too steep. For how people run classes and dojos. Yeah, but we don't let the beginners do randori <clears throat> in the class. You know what I mean? Irrelevant. Why? Because you can't get a good workout doing Uchikomis not knowing any of the steps. You're too confused. It's too convoluted. Like anybody can ride a bike. Mm, no, but there's exercises that we could do that are sort of judo related. Like for instance, yeah. you ever take the sleeve in the sleeve and you're pushing and pulling. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that is a judo related, judo specific exercise that you could do. It is. You know what I mean, anyone could start and do. You know what I mean? But what happens when the class is doing something else? You're not a part of it. Not really. I don't think you can make those claims because you've never actually seen my class. You know what I mean? When someone sorry, I was using I was using your class. I was using your class as a theoretical example to all judo schools, not just pinpointing mm. you exactly. Yeah. Well, I think I'm a little bit different than a lot of other schools, if I say so myself. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I do see your point. I do see your point. You know, all right, we're doing Ochi Osoto combination. Guy steps out. We do Taiyo. Okay, go. Is a lot different than, like, you're going to go for these armbar. You know, you're going to take the arm across, lapel, because you could coordinate this jiu-jitsu stuff a lot easier. You know what I mean? So I do get where you're coming from. But even jujitsu has that problem mm. because they don't, it's too. I don't understand what you're arguing with me about though, right? I'm talking about the re-education of my judo class should be valued at a certain price. It should not be free. Correct. The problem is, is you can't command that price because there's no instantaneous value received. There is though, because there are people paying it. Because they, they're looking for the community aspect. But when you want to scale the business to the masses, mm. you need that instant gratification. And jujitsu has bridged that gap in the middle between where like the LA fitness is and the like, I'm just going to go lift some weights. Simple, easy to do. I pay my membership. I pick some stuff up. I put some stuff down. I'm done. And I do it on my own time. All right. Why can't you charge BJJ prices in America? You can. You can. Right? You can, and some people do. Yes, I will do a, a clinic in Vegas. How about me and Travis go out there and we'll put on a boxing match for you guys too? Um, reach out to me. DM me. Let's see. Yeah, DM him because I'm busy. He'll handle it. 
I don't think rationalizing saying you can afford pay X is for Y is a poor argument is not about what I can afford. I can afford a lot. It's a little confusing. No, he's saying that it's not about what you can afford. It's about what it's worth. And his mm -hmm. argument is on your side where it's like, but the value you're getting is great. And I'm saying you can't educate somebody who doesn't know on those values on day one without having some hook that they leave feeling like they've gotten value. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's a super hard thing for a lot of people to learn. Cause what of judo do you give them that they can do on day one? Like when you walk into my jujitsu school, yeah, I can get you out of side control day one. Mm. I can get you to stand up from close guard day one. But no, let, me, let me, okay. So who are we teaching and what are they, right? Those, those are important questions. Guy comes in, he wants to learn, let's just say Osotogari. Let's just say Osotogari, okay? Just because Osotogari is sort of the universally first technique. I teach this person Osotogari. I know it's stupid. I know, let's just bear with me here, okay? Teach Osotogari. Can they hit it on somebody standing in front of them, uh, someone that has no experience, no martial arts, no nothing, just average Joe Schmo on the subway? Hey, man, you stepped on my sneakers, bro. You know, what are you going to do about it? Can they grab them and throw them a Sotogari? To someone that's never felt a Sotogari, and I think the answer to that is yes. Yeah. So there's value there. There's something that they could learn on day one that they could take away with them that will be with them. I'm not saying it can't be achieved. Mm. I'm saying we don't sell it worldwide as a community. Yeah. Which is the problem. And a lot of that comes down to the professionalizing, like you said, of schools. Like you have multiple classes. Mm. I would love to count the number of judo schools that run a fundamentals class yeah. that educate people on like, these are the basics, here's the intermediates, and they move through the system so that they're with like-minded people doing like-minded things as a group. Mm. Because what happens is, what am I wrong about? Uh, I don't know. What am I wrong about? I don't know. Let's see, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Ooh, Tohoku. I love Dave Oshima. I love the Oshimas, man. They, they got some real nice judo. Clean. All right. I agree with Travis. No instant gratification of judo. I've been through it for years. We have developed a system that works. Yes. You know, it goes, it goes back to like, what is the intro lesson of judo that you do for people? Mm -hmm. Like, what is like the life cycle of somebody at your club? What is like all these questions? And it's like, I get that some people have like these little tidbits of answers yeah. but on a grand scale as a sport. We are so focused on the sport mm. that we forget about the core values of what the sport does for you. And we don't yeah. instruct people when they come into the dojo <laughs> on what they're really getting and what the real value is. Yeah. And then the pie in the sky is, yeah, you can be an Olympic team member or B, you can be a part of this guy's Olympic journey and help him along the way and be a part of the Olympic experience. Mm. Right. We don't sell those types of things. The intro lesson is use their strength against them. 
Hmm. Interesting comments. In Russia, oh, this is going to be good. Back in the day, in my block, if you didn't know judo, you would always be smashed. Good old days. Yeah, interesting comments. Interesting comments. Yeah, see, there's a guy that said he had a 75% dropout, and yeah. now we're down to 10%. So, What about your member retention numbers, Travis? How are they? From people who actually walk in the door? Yeah. Uh, we sign up about 90%. Mm, that's pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> and how many make it past a month? How many make it past three months, six months? I would say of those 90, about 75% make it to three and about 50 make it to six. Okay. That's actually not that bad. Do you do a one-year contract? No contract, month to month. All month to month. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Does Jimmy Pedro's dojo have a contract? Six and 12. Yeah, six and 12, right? What do you think? Oh, my buddy Joe Canizzo over here. Oh, you can get the you can get the six videos for learning judo at usajudo.com. Just go make an account and it's 100% free. My dojo is successful because I started people on the ground and taught them the basics. Tons of Kemi drilling in the beginning and then build them up. Like here's a question that judo schools need to answer. Mm, you, you want to teach the masses, figure out how to teach judo, get people a great workout, make them feel accomplished without hitting them with the floor. Figure that one out because you don't realize it, but falling six feet in the air, that's yeah. scary. The ground, scary. Really, even yeah. though you're standing on it, the ground is really far away from hip high. Yeah. What for somebody who's really inexperienced with taking falls and your body doesn't have the conditioning and the impact, mm. that's going to be hard to go to work the next day. Very true. Very true. And you need to have an answer for that. Yeah. You know, cardio judo needs to be a thing. Mm -hmm. Self-defense judo needs to be a thing. You know, I always have this thing of like uh, the judo tournaments, right? For beginners, there should be maybe like a technique demonstration segment. But you know, see, judo, like judo highlights has it. He's like, judo is too hard. That's a cop out because it doesn't have to be. Like, why do we have to make it so difficult that we don't want it for other people? Like, why? Yeah. Like, why should you ever have to be forced to do randori? True. You're absolutely right about that. Randori is, is very, very difficult. Hurts so difficult. much. You're telling me you can't figure out a way to teach people all the different throws of judo in a cardiovascular way mm. to keep them in the sport? I don't know. It, ju it just seems illogical to me. Yeah. I agree with you, man. I, our white belts never do run Dory. You know, um, and that's what Skelly told me too. Me and Skelly, you know, uh, for those of you who don't know, he's a USA manager. He owns a judo school in Jersey. He's an amazing guy, amazing coach and a friend, right, Travis? Um, and he too says, hey, you know, white belts should never do Rondori, ever, 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 ever. And I completely agree with that. And for the first six months, 
right? For you to do Rondori is normal. For a lot of us who's watching this channel to do Rondori is a normal thing. But I think as beginners, they should never be exposed to that big fall, that big boom. It takes that one time Travis Steven smashes you on your head that you're going to say, you know what? This sport's not for me. Yep. Right, Travis? Same thing with competitions. Like there should be an event for people where they can just demonstrate their judo. That's I not just said that. I just said that. Yeah. I just said that. I've been saying that forever, right? Like white belt division, show us your tayo. Boom, do a Tatoshi. I'm but even from a 6.2 or a 4.7 or whatever it is, and they go home with a medal. That's but even from a grander scheme, right? Like there should be a fundamental curriculum within for your white belt, your testing for mm -hmm. our sake, right? Sure, a tournament where you can be judged on your application of these throws. Mm. And then all white belts nationwide can enter a tournament where it's freestyle and it's just show me your creative way of pulling off these throws with these sound steps. You put your feet in the right place, you put your hands in the right place, your ukes take good falls and help because you gotta judge the ukes just as much as Tori. Yep, I like that. And then we should also have mat areas that aren't full competition matter you don't need that much space if you're running a kids tournament man you know like i don't like going to a tournament and there's formats running and you have 500 kids competing and you're there till freaking 11 30 p.m like that's just the worst for the sport you know what i mean moms and dads don't want to take their kids judo tournaments because it takes all day but judo highlights is he's like so you're saying in soccer there should be tournaments where they don't compete they just show me how to kick there's entire sport and world championship dedicated to the act of juggling the ball yes you're absolutely right there's an entire industry developed and devoted to it you know i love how like you're usually the gung-ho tough guy right like this has got to be this thing but like on this issue right you're sort of on the opposite side of the spectrum which i find that very endearing almost you know how much you care about the sport to sort of make a soft version so people could enter into it uh, i find that very interesting i don't even know to say that yeah <laughs> it's called lifting like, i don't i mean at that point at that point to judo highlights you know comment Let's just remove kata from all of judo because that's not randori. Mm, 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 mm. Let's just get rid of it. Why? I see where he's coming from. I do see where he's coming from. You know, and there's some diehard randori fans out there that are like judo's randori. You know, and I think a lot of the old generation used to be that way, right? Like, if you can't handle, what, what, what is kata? Huh? What is kata? Why do we even yeah. have it? Kata is lame. People don't like it here in Japan. I mean, I saw Inoue do kata with his brother. Is very beautiful, you know. Yeah, that was pretty. They have told me why they denied my rank because Inoue did kata with his brother. Their actual response. Hmm. Well, Inoue showed he did it, so you know Travis should do it. I mean, I'm just saying Inoue. I like that kata that, that Inoue did with his brother. You know. In a way, got told to do it, had to do it. Yeah, Japan's very bureaucratic, right? There's no denying that. So, I mean, it's very difficult to get away from those things. So you're right, man. I think uh, Judo Highlights has some good points in there for sure. I think he does. And I think, again, there are two types of people in this world. There yeah. are people who play soccer and there are people who juggle the ball.
we can have people that compete and do Randori and that's their focus and they're athletic and they're driven and they're competitive and they love it. Yeah. Why can't we develop the kata side of the judo world <laughs> to help build the foundation and build the technique so that we have people that are experts in technique? Yeah. Man, uh, Chadi thinks white belts should do Randori with each other. White belts can hurt each other though. Like big time. <laughs> white belts are so dangerous i feel like you know uh hey guys here's I what we should do here's what we should do i got it i got it tell me talk let's, to me let's get some let's get some really strong males right mm -hmm. in their 20s to 30s right super competitive come into class let's just put some boxing gloves on them teach them how to throw a one two and put them in a boxing match let's just see what happens no <laughs> neck building strength no yeah. like no, like how yeah. to wear your mouth guard and how to bite down and how to breathe. No, like instruction on, hey, if your nose breaks, don't sniff in really hard because you can do damage. Let's not teach them any of that. Let's just throw the gloves on them and say, hey, figure it out. Mm -hmm. Trial by fire because that's how we keep people. Let's not make sure they take good falls for a while. Let's not make sure this... Yeah, I'm making it judo highlights. I'm making it. That's USAJudo.com. I'm telling you, I'm going to change the game. Yeah, I'm going to change the game. Good. And Carl's going right. to be hired to run all of my events for forms. That, <laughs> that Tatoshi is spectacular. 8.3, 8.5. Yeah. Right. Hey, and my okay. subscribers are going to get special preferential treatment. So if you subscribe to my channel, you know, Automatic nine, automatic tens, right? Anyway, let's do closing remarks, Travis, because I, we have a, a early day tomorrow. You're a quitter. You're a quitter. <laughs> I'm going to lie next to my daughter. It's going to be great. She's sleeping. You know, I'm going to crawl in. She's two and a half. Such a sweet little kid. It's going to be amazing. We'll do another one of these. This was a huge success. Sure. Closing remarks. Um, everybody should go to usajudo.com and sign up for a free account. Um, get some free judo lessons from Jimmy and I. Um, follow Shintaro's channel because he releases some funny content. Funny, huh? <laughs> and uh, yeah, Shintaro versus Travis boxing match live coming to you, right? We actually have a wager on the table, right, Travis? Me and you? you Do we? This wager? Yeah. Do you remember this wager? Half the things you say, I don't remember. New York I don't Athletic know if you're Club. making it up right now or if I no, just. No, no, no. Do you remember New York Athletic Club? When we were there one time, I was fighting on the team or something like this. You were fighting on the team. And that, do you remember this? I mean, I fought on a lot of New York Athletic Club teams. So Yeah. So we had this and this Team A and Team B. I was on Team B, right? Team B did better than Team A. And then. It was an unbelievable cookie place called Chickalicious in Manhattan. And then you were like, oh, man, I, I want to get something sweet to eat, but I don't want to just get a chocolate bar across the street. It's like, do you know any place very delicious? And I was like, yo, I got you. And then I went down there and I got you like a cronut or something. Remember this? And then we ate it. And then you loved it. And then that night we were at the New York Athletic Club uh, dinner party and I got loaded. I drank way too much.
And then I was telling everyone, I could take Travis down right now. And then I was trying to get in a wrestling stance and wrestle you. And you were like, get the hell out of here, man. Stop doing this shit. What's wrong with you? And then I was like, I'll bet you right now $1,000 that I could take you down in a wrestling match. And then we shook on it. Remember this? And then you never took me down, nor did you pay me. Well, no, we've never did it. We never did it. Yeah, you couldn't. I could wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. Not a chance. That was a great wrestler. All right, so we'll do this. We'll do a wrestling video and then a boxing video. Okay. You All want right. to go in there just for shits and giggles? Should we have a catchway? I'll thing? wear my black belt. You wear your red, white belt, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I love, should we make? Should we meet at 178? I don't. I wouldn't even step on the scale. You take so, uh, all my jelly guts and everything. It just is oh what it is. All right. So usajudo.com. I have a podcast now. Go just search Taro Higashi. It's on Spotify, I think. Peter put what it is up. with Louis Paviana saying, like, why no kata? Did he miss the entire conversation that I had? The entire conversation. Did he miss it? Where? Right here. Right here. I, I don't even know. I can't do nothing. I don't know. It's like, what is this? One, two, three, four, five. Oh, it moved. I don't know. Just push it all the way down. It's right at the top of the page on my what is it? What he's saying, saying like I can help you figure it out. He said, Travis, do you see judo as a hundred percent sport? Why no kata? Oh, here it is. I feel like he missed he missed the entire hey, hey, he's a candy cane belt too. Look at that. Yeah. Kogi Mondo. So I don't know, he must have missed the entire conversation. He's gonna have to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. Well, great times. Thank you, Travis. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Wow, look at that. Somebody just called me fat. Travis blowing up bigger than Nicholas Gill and wait. Oh, wow. wow. Christian, OLS. That was not nice. And they subscribed <laughs> to my channel, too. That was mean. That was very heartfelt. I like it. I like it. Get Moyerman to set it up. Who's Moyerman? You know, Adam Moyerman. You've heard him. But what does he do and why would he set it up? I don't know. That's what David Oshima said. That's weird. Kenson Noel. Let's see. We wrestled together at Hunter. Interesting. Kenson. All right. Opinion on Jocko. Here we go. Like that? I thought we were ending this. I'm having so much fun. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. It reminds me of the old times of my friendship with Travis that Travis just doesn't remember any of it. I remember like, that one time where I got mad at you and yeah. I made you do like nine rounds in a row with me until you vomited. Yeah, because I, I remember that. I remember that. I You know, Again. that was brutal. I still Again. have nightmares about that. Again. Yeah. You know why? Because I, I was doing really good the first two rounds. And you're like, again, 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 again. And I was like, dude, six rounds were in, man. Like, I need to take a break and go with someone not so good. You know, like, I was pretty tired. Again. Again. That was brutal. I hated that. I did not again. feel good. Yeah. Good times, huh? Good times. <laughs> Is the American judo team better than the Canadian judo team right now? 
You can't even take that seriously. Canadians are tough, man. Canadian judo teams are pretty good. They've always been good. All right. All right. Man, these comments are just we need leg grabs. Leg grabs always, you know, the, the most common questions like leg grabs, self-defense. Does this work in self-defense? And what do you think, judo BJJ? Right? Always, always has those questions. You know why people like leg grabs? Because they're easy. They're easy. It's instant gratification. It's simple. It's easy to understand. And anybody can pull it off. Mm. Right? Like, it's intuitive. I, I can tell you right now, hey, as a, somebody who's never seen any judo and you've got a little bit of athleticism, just a little bit, yeah. grab the tricep, grab the leg, pick them up and turn them. Mm. Easy to understand. People get it. Yeah, Double do. leg. Easy to understand. Easy to get. Instant gratification. Very true. Thank you guys for watching the videos. Um, always thank you guys. I greatly appreciate you commenting and interacting with my videos. I know no one wants to, you know, this thing, man, Travis, I, I pulled everyone. I'm like, Hey, what do you guys want to see more of my father? Nogi, Nawaza, Rondori. And I put vlog in there. It got 1% of the votes. No one wants to see what my life's about. Am I heartbreaking? No. Why would anybody care? I don't know, man. I wanted to start like venturing out into blogs and I was like, ah, oh, man, anybody want to see me like, you know, hang out, eat some lunch or whatever. And people were like, no, nah, we're good, man. Just keep just putting out judo stuff. Heartbreaking. I would love to see a day in the life of Travis vlog. I'd love to see that. Like, hey, guys, what's going on? Living the life of Travis. Why don't, you, why don't you come to Boston? Yeah. And then just vlog my day. Just Instagram live it forever. And just watch me sit at my computer for 20 hours. I should go up there and hang out with you and then make a video with you. And then we could do that uh, wrestling video and then. You know, the boxing video. That so that when your back hits the floor really hard, it, it won't hurt so bad. It'll hurt your pride. <laughs> and then we'll get some cookies together, right, Travis? And then you'll forget about it. You'll just I'll be like, remember that time I went up to visit you? We did a vlog together. And then we got some cookies, and you'd be like, Man, I don't remember. No, I'll right, remember because you would have lost. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys for watching. And, uh, yeah, have a great night. Right, Travis? I, I don't uh, care. I will see you guys later, and I'll see you tomorrow morning, Travis.